Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Radio Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, City Ranch Boot Company, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Brazos Landing, Quit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Thank you for that. Those partners always love hearing about them. And uh, we've got such unbelievable partners here on the Mosley Show. My partner and cohort in crime, well, crime reporter, local crime reporter, Cam Stewart <laughs> is with us today. And uh, Cam, always uh, great to have you. I know you and Aaron are excited today. We've got big things on the way and uh, lots to cover today, including, oh, y'all's favorite quarterback, McCarthy, J.J. Mm. McCarthy. I mean, he's he's uh, he, these draft interviews. I always love this. I love the draft. I like I like somebody who just like decides not to show up for their draft interview. <laughs> Cam, I think that's always a, a great way yeah. to make a first impression. Like, well, you know, my I am a great player, and my dad is a pro football Hall of Famer. It's a little early, eight twenty, a little early, a little early for interviews. I think I just won't show up today. And uh, that's how Marvin Harrison Jr. started his day. Just a no-show. I mean, I right. I mean, I mean, don't – I still would draft the man if I needed a wide receiver. Uh, that, isn't that the point? Yeah. You'd but, still do it. <laughs> yeah. But. But still, I don't like that. Yeah, I and I mean – I don't like that. It, it I, is I, something I, to take into account. Like, I – yeah. You know, obviously these pre-draft interviews are great for the team, but there's there's always kind of overblown stuff when it comes to what gets out to the media and to the fans. You know, like we'll hear about, well, J.J. McCarthy was great in his interviews. Yeah, but, like, he can't throw against man coverage, so what do I care? And, like, something it's mostly negative is the Marvin Harrison one. He doesn't even show up. Like, how are you supposed to react to that as a team? He didn't even show up, like, well, we haven't even gotten him on the roster yet. Where Where is this going to end? Like, we're going to have OTAs. We're going to have mini camp. We're going to have training camp. Like, when when is he just going to decide he's not going to show up again? Especially a wide yeah. receiver, too. You know that. Okay. I mean, that's cliche at this point. But they are still, they are the, still diva. the divas. The divas. And the wide receiver day, if it hasn't already come back, it is back. Because of how expendable running backs are. Boy, one one year I reported that a certain wide receiver had been taken off certain draft boards, including the Cowboys, because of some off-the-field issues. And it, I forget why that made my editor so – it's like I – I mean, I thought I had it all sourced up like I needed – I think it was when I was blogging. And I was having oh, to write like five to 10,000 words a day. And, of course, some point in there, I go, I just kind of almost said it in passing. Like, Percy Harvin's off the Cowboys board. He's not even, you know, on their first round. So, 
Percy Harvin, famous Florida wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Of course, part of the Florida, some of the great teams. Kings, I played yeah. with Tebow, all of that. And so that was a big deal. And, and what I didn't realize is that ESPN was trying to report that some of that was going on, like he was taking off the board, but they didn't have it down cold. Well, here I am just blogging along, and just in passing, I go, yeah, Percy Harvin's off the uh, Cowboys board, which I'd heard <laughs> and I knew, but I just did it kind of in passing, it. which ESPN's like, oh, you know, they go crazy. They've been trying to report this for, like, weeks, that Harvin had been taken off boards or whatever, and uh, I had an editor. You know, they say it only happens in movies. When the like the, uh, the you're the Washington Post, Woodward Bernstein, and like a an editor is screaming at a writer or something like that. Yeah, I've lived it. <laughs> I've lived it. Shocking. You can corroborate. <laughs> I love. I still love a good newsroom drama. They're so dramatic. But Mosley is telling me this is art imitates life. <laughs> yeah, Aaron does not sound overly shocked that I would drive somebody to that point. <laughs> I've been yelled at say, in a newsroom setting. I, w- I would say at least once a week I drive somebody to that. <laughs> but but usually it's not. It's usually after I hang up the phone, though, Matt. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I can push people's buttons. And sometimes I really don't mean to. And then sometimes I absolutely mean to. It happened the other day when I was wanting to extend a certain segment a little bit longer. But, um, oh, man, what a day. What a day. And I got good news on the, uh, I love this, our Iowa State Cyclones. These young men have restored their good name. I love this story. Motion filed to dismiss charges against Iowa State athletes. And I I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but I love these attorneys. They walked them out of there on a technicality, and they got some, I mean, some like random gaming situation. I don't even totally understand this, but they got this. They, they're going to get this thing thrown out of court. Wow. And four former or suspended Iowa State athletes. Um, and so the prosecutor that was handling the sports wagering, uh, and it looks like, let's see, this motion. This thing's going to get thrown out. And basically, the scope changed of what they were able to go after these student athletes on because of some stuff that people don't care about too much. Um, And a wrestler was involved, too, a suspended wrestler. Those guys are more popular than the football players at Iowa State. Yeah, they win. In Iowa, for sure. They win a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, let's see, the four are among about two dozen Iowa State and Iowa athletes criminally charged last year. They each faced a felony charge of identity theft and an aggravated misdemeanor charge of tampering with records. Mm. These four are going to walk. Wow. Um, and, and, and so this is a, this is like, oh, my old law school hat. They would be proud of me. This is kind of what you call a fruit of the vine argument this is a this is this is where they didn't have the proper search warrant and so all this evidence that they went in and got is ruled no go no go and uh, it's thrown out because it was obtained the wrong way 
and these folks will walk right out of there. The uh, the Urizariki is the defensive end now for the Broncos, was indefinitely suspended in July for violating the NFL's gambling policy. Oh, boy, that's a lot of mo- that's money left on the table right there. <laughs> Lee and Brock left the Cyclones team before the season. Johnson is now participating in any he's not participating in any wrestling meets attached to Iowa State this season, only unattached tournaments where he pays Ooh. his own way. Ooh, is this like the underground college had, wrestling? I've, yeah, I don't know been about showing this. up just wrestling with folks. Like like the end of Talladega Nights, where he's got no no name on the on the uh, yeah. singlet there. Like yeah. Ricky Bobby has no sponsor on the car. He's just like, I'm just doing it for me, baby. I would have done this at Baylor and and shown up Gambled? for events oh. unattached. No, I I I, I, I think Baylor I, would still like me to do that. They would just <laughs> go to events unattached. Not show up at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What do you what do you mean by this? What do you mean by this? You you would want to go to events unattached. No, I would like to show up for a college golf tournament and just play as an individual. No team. I don't know what sport I could have done this in. Golf boxing moments where I was good or decent, but mostly moments where I'm not. And the late great Gene Shields, former Baylor golf coach, needed to be with me. When he was out there with me, watching me, I could be really good. But then he, he would leave. You ever had anybody like that in your life, uh, Cam? Yeah, you, you seen really you heard me do radio without you, Matt. Oh man, is it a struggle? Flattering. No, you and uh, you and that other guy did a pretty good job. Y'all just did <laughs> not stay on point at all. You could not. And I we think embraced. I've really led you well i know you've you embraced it too much (laughs) now i embrace it a little bit but you you guys would really get off the path there but iowa state by the way i got to meet your girlfriend yesterday i think i had kind of and you can confirm for the people she is real she is real she goes to a different school You wouldn't know her. Lives in Canada. (laughs) Yeah. Had car troubles the last couple of times. Do you think, because she was very attractive, very funny, very cool. I'm wondering if he. Clip that, Aaron. That's my anniversary gift for her. It's next week. I'm just wondering if if he convinced a graduate student uh, that just met all the description to come up there so that Tacker and I would believe. This ruse that he has a girlfriend. No, it he was a part of it. I'm I also telling you, she home. really seemed to like him, and and I did not know exactly who it was at first. She sat down at the end of the bar and smiled at me, and and Mosley was th- waving, flipped well, over his like, number. Hey, this is a, this is a, no, I wasn't going to do no, that. No, he didn't do that. I just thought, man, a nice young lady has come to observe. I even commented, and then it hit me. This is Grace. I don't know if she wants her name on here, but well, anyway, it's too late now. This, it, <laughs> <laughs> well, we could. She'll do be the fine. Double, She'll live. The double meaning of that. You know, <laughs> well, it's all over Twitter off, anyway. Like, here is beauty. Here is grace. Do you ever post pictures on Facebook of y'all? Oh, you know, sure, out, yeah. hanging out. I'm not a like huge that? Facebook guy, but yeah, no, I, I've done that. All right. Have you ever show show grace to Aaron? Because Aaron has had his doubts. About Grace along the way, <laughs> um, but boy, I tell okay. you, Grace. <laughs> All right, Grace is uh, no. She's she's she really. We had a fun time visiting. She's very smart, 
She went to UVA at Baylor for a doctoral type deal. Oh wow! Um, and uh, PhD, doctoral, some some kind of psych or something. No, I, I hopefully she'll. I don't know what she'll do with that, but I think that's. I think she's very he smart. Has seen. He has seen it. Aaron has seen it. Okay. See, Aaron, very cute and uh, very very real. Yeah. Can wear the cool. heck out of that Bruins jersey. <laughs> is it? Does she had a? Does she have a Bruins jersey on? In that picture, oh, really? yeah. Is she, yeah. Is she rooting for your sports teams? This is does roots she not a lot, me but she won't. Root, she won't root like for it. other teams. I'll say that as long as we're living together. Yeah. Wow. She likes. Uh, I mean, the one that she likes to do. She likes hockey. I wouldn't say loves yeah. it. Likes to do hockey because um, it's different. And she has uh, become a big fan of the Foster Pavilion. Like, I, well, I brought her to a couple basketball games at the Farrell, and she couldn't have cared less. But she guess, likes this atmosphere at the Pavilion. Grace isn't even in sports. I'm not even kidding. She gets, she gets credentialed to games. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and she shows up more than some of the outlets here in town. Um, I, that's crazy. The Internet boys have just kind of skipped this season. It's the it's incredible. thing. Except the owner. The owner, who's a good buddy of mine, he's there. He's down there near and the court. And a huge basketball fan. I know. Super knowledgeable and one of the nice, nicest guys I've ever met. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, he must be the representative. I don't know. The rest of them are just like, you know what? We're just going to skip. It's like the first year at the Pavilion. Like, I and don't they're a really a good team. Like, yes, people are they, it's just fighting like, it, for it, ticket. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. And and, and Baylor's just like, hey, do y'all need – we're still going to leave like seven seats for you guys. <laughs> and see, I wonder I'm about kidding. these games like tomorrow, I'm though. Kidding. Like, they're of all fine. these people who cover They'll the Jayhawks, you know, there's tons of people who cover Kansas basketball all across the state. And, you know, I, I just hope they all get to go. Oh, I got good news. Ray J. Dennis will be with us at 3.30 today. Aaron, a beautiful graphic is being designed as we speak. The fine folks from CNB, Central National Bank. Man, I tell you, Ray J., that'll be fun. Right there at 3.30. Aaron, do we need to do a quick, I guess we could take a break, do a quick segment, and then do Ray J.? Is that what you want to do? Or do you want me just to go all the way up to another 10 minutes? What's the best? Yeah, let's go and take the break right here. Okay. And we will probably all have right. a La Vega final score by then, Matt. Just saying. Oh, I've been monitoring that. It was 33 to 32 at halftime. It is. Ward White. Oh, yeah, we had some call. free basketball. It's gone to OT? Double OT. Double. Oh, my God. But it sounds like it's winding down, so we should have a final for you when we come back. Fabled team that La Vega's playing, that Lincoln, Lincoln yeah. team. Oh my goodness! That is they've they've had unbelievable players over the years. All right, we'll be back with that. We'll do it next. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Bears back home in Foster Pavilion Saturday, hosting the Kansas Jayhawks. 11:30 for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, when you get that tax refund check, don't blow it. Shop the big trade-in day sales van happening right now at the all-new Volkswagen of Waco. Come on, tax time, car time. And we've got a great selection of brand spanking new Volkswagen Taos. 
Jetta, Tiguan, lots more. Easy credit, and we're paying top dollar for trades. It's happening right now. Trade-in days at Volkswagen of Waco and VolkswagenofWaco.com. Hey, look, it's a better place. It's a better way to buy a car. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. At City Ranch Boot Company, customers have the option to buy off the shelves or design a -a one-of-a-kind custom-made boot with your preferred logo. City Ranch Boot Company's inventory includes boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' purses. Owner Jay Kelly was a Baylor football letterman in the 1980s. He's a longtime importer of exotic leather and has plenty of ostrich, elephant, crocodile, python, and hippo leather from which to choose. His wife and four of his five children attended Baylor University. City Ranch Boot Company, just around the corner from Hellberg Barbecue on Highway 185 between Crawford and China Spring. Call 254-855-7225 at cityranchboot.com and Facebook. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. What is the Matt Mosley Show? And uh, we've got Ray J. Dennis coming up. A uh, big-time member of the Baylor Bears. And uh, 4 o'clock, um, man, that is uh, – I just want to make sure I had uh, this correct, Aaron, for you. I'll send that to you in a second. But Ray, uh, Ray J uh, is – I mean, this is going to be quite a matchup with Kansas coming to town. He's going to have his hands full, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to visit with him and look forward to doing that in just a few minutes uh, Cam, uh, get us caught up on La Vega. I know you've been monitoring the score. Yeah. I think our buddy Zach has been there with the trib. I've been kind of looking at some of his updates. Zach Smith, what are we uh, what are we looking at from uh, from uh, La Vega? Oh, big breaking news! Your La Vega Lady Pirates, defending state champions, are still. Defending that state championship. They will play in the final tomorrow. 65-60 winners in double overtime 
But Matt, that is just half the story. The yeah. last like 15 seconds of regulation were incredible. So LaVega had hit a couple free throws to go up three, and Lincoln came down, hit only their second three of the game with under 10 seconds left. LaVega kind of hurries it up without a timeout. Uh, guard gets her pocket pick from behind. Lincoln, fast break, miss a layup at no. the buzzer. No. And no. lose in overtime to the Lady no. Pirates. Oh, my gosh. The thrill of victory, I, the I'm, agony of almost victory. I'm happy for our our people, our girls, but I, I feel awful. I mean, if you've got that kind of opportunity and you're going in, you're going to win it. Oh, I feel great for the poor girl who got who had the ball stolen, but feel awful for for the individual who missed the layup. Can you imagine Ward? You think would now be a good time, Aaron, for me to text Ward and just say, Ward, could you send us your call? Need you to stop down and get us that call real quick. (laughs) (laughs) That is that is tremendous, tremendous. La Vega uh, will will live to see another day. And that game goes a couple of overtimes, and uh, I'll tell you who you don't ever want to go to overtime with is Jerome Tang. I still think that is one of the weirdest things in all of college basketball. That he is. Now over a couple of seasons as head coach, has improved to either, I think, 11 and 0. It's 11, yeah. No small sample size, 11 and 0. It is now officially a, a definite trend. That is incredible. That's weird. Especially for the two teams he's had, too, right? One goes to the Elite Eight, one's probably going to miss the tournament this year. So it's not like, you know, he's he has those mid-2010s Calipari Kentucky teams or anything. Yeah, I man, that is um that's really And the Bears are victim of two of those if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, well it's weird that they just get in so many of them. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't have What's 11 over league, two yeah. seasons. But he likes to kind of lure you into the OT. And then once it's OT, I mean, he just starts clapping and doing his thing. And no coach loves to get up in the stands like Jerome does. I've noticed Grant McCaslin does that. Has Scott it's a Drew, Scott Drew have coaching we, tree thing? Have we seen Scott Drew? I've seen him pray with the fan. I've seen him get on the mic after games. Plenty of I'm time. trying to remember if I've ever seen him go up into the stands. I've oh, never seen it. Did you see Nate Oates from Alabama saying, We don't storm the court here? With something we don't do in Alabama. That's, that's, that's good responses to Which it. It's like, test. yeah, excuse me? They said there's not <laughs> enough. He said there's not enough uh, uh, students there to uh, not enough people there to storm the court at Alabama home games. That's great. But, yes, Nate Oates in his, in his sport coat. He has an interesting sport coat game. It's not a great – they're not great. They're weird kind of sport coats. But he wanted to let everybody know that they do not – at Alabama never storms the court. It happens to them at other places – but they would never do it. You buying that? I, I just I don't feel like. Well, if the reason is that there's not enough people there, then maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just don't, think somebody had a good joke on that. I mean, you but I really got to earn that kind of reputation. That 
rub look your nose down on everyone else kind of thing. To come yeah. out there like, and you know do that. I mean? like, but, I mean, like, Calipari at Kentucky can probably say that. Absolutely. Bill Self can say that. Bill Self yeah. can make that statement. Joe Shrew can. I mean, I think yeah. Izzo, I think Scott. I do think this bear pit is poised to want to run out there. I, I, I'm not saying they should, and I'm not trying to encourage or discourage it. I'm just saying in a new pavilion with better access to the floor, I kind of sense they want to come out there at some point. It's tempting, yeah. Yeah. Now, if they were going to do it, it would be tomorrow. Yeah. It's Kansas, and it's the number six team. And what are the Bears, 15 right now? Yes. I believe Kansas is seven. I think they're I think the I think the bear pit is wanting to come out. And yeah, I just I think it wouldn't better be a huge s- upset though. That's the thing. I think they would I have, think they that, might that, just want to. That group that goes down there though, and I know you've kind of joked that maybe that's an older crowd, but that <laughs> security bunch, they kind of they band together and I I think if they started trying to spill over those folks, a, a couple of them would I I wonder what they're told to do. If the kids come down, I bet they're not told to like shove them or give them a forearm shiver. That's but boy, they're they're standing down there and they look. I think it's a good group. I, I think it, again, I think it's an older group, but I think it's a very alert group. Like they're not. I think I think they're kind of. I think they're pretty agile and would respond well to a situation like that. All right, the great Ray J. Dennis. Starting point guard for the Baylor Bears is up next. This is ESPN Central Texas. The Brazos Landing is proud to showcase their new upscale bar to Central Texas, the Bourbon Street Bar. Guests are able to savor 93 different labels of bourbons, whiskeys, and scotch. Also, over 110 varieties of wine are featured, in addition to a nice selection of Texas beers. Ask about the new Bourbon Street Bites while enjoying your drink. This menu includes oysters on the half shell, meatball wellington, chicken fried steak sliders, and beer-battered flounder tacos with avocado salsa. Where I-35 and the Brazos River meet, the Brazos Landing, Waco. Whether it's a problem with your debit card or just a simple question, things always seem to come up when your bank is closed. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you have access to a real, live, local person who can resolve issues and answer questions from 6 to 8.30 every morning or from 5 to 10 o'clock every evening. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. 
You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The next time you need service on your garage door, do yourself a favor and call Precision Garage Door Service. Veteran-owned and operated, Precision Garage Door Service services all brands. They offer same-day service with professionally trained technicians arriving with fully stocked trucks. All calls are answered by a live operator 24-7. All major cards are accepted and financing is available. Serving all of Central Texas, Precision Garage Door Service. You can book your appointment online or call 254 254- 4522-9657. Learn more at PrecisionDoorCentralTX.com. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product, so give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So that are sticking and cracks in your walls the foundation doctor will make a house call morrison's gifts and would like to thank all of their friends family and extended family their customers for another amazing year they would also like to extend a special thanks to eminem broadcasters espn central texas and shooter fm for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns morrison's gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local morrison's is a proud baylor alumni owned business serving gift giving needs of central texas go see our friends at morrison's gifts on the corner of waco drive and valley mills close to jason's deli Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley Show, Ray J. Dennis joining us now. Cam Stewart, Aaron Sexton here. Ray J., uh, great to have you on and uh, excited to see you tomorrow. What do you think of these uh, these early games? Man, you had 11 a.m. one Saturday, a noon the next week. Are you, are you kind of getting into that, and do you kind of like getting the game going a little earlier in the day. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like it, to be to be honest. Uh, I mean, you get to play. You get to, like, wake up early. Like, we're up 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, and then you get to play around 11, 12. And after that, you got the rest of your day. If you handle business, you get to enjoy the rest of your day. All right. And, boy, KU coming in. Are you preparing – like McCuller's going to play as you're getting ready. He hasn't been playing. Maybe he's moving toward playing. How do you kind of approach that film-wise and, and otherwise? Do you kind of try to be prepared in case he is back and, and watch some of the film? I'm even thinking going back to the first game. What, uh, what's been the prep work as you get ready for this one? Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. We're prepared for uh, both ways. Like you said, uh, Nobody really knows what's going on, and so we're prepared whether if he's not going to play. And then, I mean, he's such a good player, talented guy. I mean, it'd be probably first first team all league guy. So, I mean, you definitely got to prepare and get ready if he is playing. Ray J, I was hoping to go back in time a little bit to when you committed to Baylor. You know, obviously a lot of of firepower in that backcourt last year for the Bears, and and they and they left. You know, Keontae George and Adam Flagler 
to the NBA and, and LJ Cryer down to Houston. So was there any discussion uh, in the summer of Scott Drew basically handing you the keys to the offense, and, and how did that feel for you? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was definitely aware of, like, uh, the guys, those guys leaving and how good their offense was last year. And it was more just, like, their style of play and how I fit in it uh, when I was making the decision whether I was going to come here or not. And um, basically that. I wouldn't say, like, he just handed me the keys. Uh, you got to come in and compete and everything. But I thought the style fit and their coaching style, and it was a perfect fit for both parties. What's your relationship like with the guards, with Jay Nunn, Langston, Jacoby? Just seems like y'all are extremely tight. And you came in, like you said, on the run, and y'all started to get to know each other. Did that bond happen pretty quickly? And, and what's that relationship like with, with you guys? No, that, that relationship grew really fast. I mean, now, like, we consider each other family. Like, we're probably some of each other's best friends, especially right now, how much time we spend together. So, um, I mean, we're all really, really close. And, Ray J, looking at Kansas, you obviously you guys played them really tough up in Lawrence, tough tough place to play, but you held them under 65, had a shot to win at the end, and, and really the difference was turnovers. And that's something that you owned up to right after the game and in the, in the few press conferences after that. So going against this team again, which is still obviously a good defensive squad, what's something that you do in practice to kind of get out of that funk against them, and, and what do you try to change to eliminate those turnovers? Um, well, I mean, first we've got some really good sets and a really good game plan put together by the coaches. So just following that and then um, just being more ball strong and, and confident going out there, playing free, not thinking, um, I think we'll take care of the ball much better uh, tomorrow. All right. Did you, what about what, nine, nine, and nine the other night at TCU? Did you start – Was it, were they in your ear about a triple-double as you got closer to it and you all were kind of pulling away from them? Were you kind of aware of it at all, or was it not in your mind at all? I, I really wasn't aware of it until um, – I can't remember who, but somebody kind of brought it to my attention. I think it's a, uh, like around two minutes, and they were like, you know, you, you got nine, nine, and nine. <laughs> like, go get a triple-double. And, uh, I mean, at that point, it was a little – and the game gets kind of weird uh, under two minutes with fouls and, and – so, I mean, it was kind of weird and, and tough, but I, I wasn't really aware of it until, like, under two minutes left. And obviously that was a kind of a microcosm of your season in terms of that even stat line all the way around, you know, nine points, nine boards, nine assists. And when I watch you play, Ray J, I'm thinking you're someone who could score 25 points a game if that's what was right for the team. But you still seem to be a pass-first, create-first guy. Is that is that fair to say is that that's your game? Um, yeah, I mean, I love to get my guys involved, get my teammates involved. I mean, as deep as we are and the talented scores that we have, I mean, they just make my job that much easier. And um, absolutely, like what you said, like I'll do whatever the team needs. So, I mean, if it, if for that day it's to go get 20, then then that's what we need to win, then I'll do that. If, if I need to shoot twice and have 10 assists, and that's what I need to do. I'm willing to do anything to win. Where do all these uh, post moves come from? Who have you kind of watched over the years? And do you ever, like, share any of that information with Misi and Josh, you know, trying to get them uh, as they play with their back to the, the goal sometimes down there? Do you ever, uh, you ever do a little work with your big guys on that front? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of it in the post is just footwork and like body positioning. So I'll definitely tell them some things that I see and, and vice versa. And then, I mean, as far as my post game, uh, that's something I've been doing a long time uh, and kind of developed younger. And um, I mean, Jalen Brunson was one guy that I always grew up watching. He's a Chicago area kid. So I seen him do it from high school and uh, just kind of took bits and pieces from his game and other guys I've watched. And Ray J, going back to that that Kansas game up in Lawrence, uh, obviously we, we talked about it, but the turnovers was kind of the big number there. But what was something that you guys saw from Kansas as in like we can get after them here or we really need to work on what we need to do here? Just what did you see from Kansas uh, on both ends of the court? Um, I mean, defensively, I thought we were pretty good. And, uh, I mean, if you live in the turnovers – I mean, it was already a kind of a low-scoring game, and if we limit the turnovers, um, it probably takes away a couple more possessions that they got. So I would say that's probably the biggest thing, and then just playing in transition and playing fast and make them kind of meet our pace. Ray J, do you love that skip pass uh, as much as any pass you throw? I, I, I kind of love it when you do it from the baseline, and you do it sometimes with that left hand. Like, you can do it with the left or right hand, but – how much fun is that particular pass for you when you can spot up a teammate about 25 feet away? Um, is that something you work on constantly, and and is that something you've been comfortable with even back to your Boise State days, or how, is that just kind of something that's developed over the years with you? Yeah, it's a, it's developed over the years. Honestly, my, my freshman year, that was a big read that uh, we had to make, and I, I really couldn't make that pass. <laughs> to be honest, it, it would go out of bounds or be at somebody's feet or get tipped or whatever the case may be. And so I just kind of took that year, my freshman year, and that summer to really like master or try to master that pass with both hands, whether it's a two-hand pass, right hand or left, and being able to make it on the fly on the run. So, I mean, it's something I'm, I'm proud of. And it, it probably is one of my favorite passes, just reading the defense and making that skip pass. And the way we shoot the ball, it helps. And probably when you see Luka and Jokic make similar passes, those are Jason Kidd used to do it back in the day. I'm trying to pick one of your Chicago type types. I'm trying to think who, but boy, those are those are really fun. Now you still a huge Chicago Bears fan? I don't guess that'll ever change, no matter uh, how down they get. Are you excited that the um, the quarterback Fields? is uh, he will be traded. You were pretty loyal to him, and I think you would probably, you know, be happy if he did well elsewhere. It's not like you're going to root against him, but are you kind of excited to uh, to maybe get to see a new quarterback in there? Uh, I, I was actually one of the people who, who kind of wanted Fields to stay, but, um, no, I'm a Bears fan till I die. So whoever <laughs> we get in there, uh, I'll be excited and hoping we can get some wins. Well, you came to the right college basketball team, I guess, then. That's for sure. Um, and, <laughs> right, exactly. And shifting it back to basketball, looking at the defensive side, you guys have really turned the corner defensively in the last month, month and a half or so, uh, like you talked about holding teams under 70, 65, playing pretty well on that end. But you guys have been able to switch in man-to-man and zone defense. And I know Coach Drew's probably talked about this. He was zoned for years, and then the Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler guys, they wanted to play man. You guys have put a lot of both in there. Why are you guys so effective, uh, especially in the zone defense, and is there one that you prefer as a guard? Um, 
I mean, I think we're, like I said, I think we made big jumps in both. And um, I think one reason the jump was made was because we got a bunch of guys who care and don't like being scored on. And when we were, our defense wasn't as great earlier in the year. It was really frustrating for us. So, I mean, that's one huge, huge part and a testament to the rest of the team. And then um, as far as, like, which one I prefer more, Honestly, which one, which, whichever defense is working for that day. Okay. So whoever we're playing against, if we're getting stops mm-hmm. in man and, uh, you know, lock down and play man. But if we're getting stops in zone and they can't figure it out, then let's stay in the zone. What is your key in the zone uh, that, that makes it so effective? Is it just because you, you don't want to give them open looks, but they're trying to move that ball as quickly as possible. So what is the – is it like not overreacting too much? What's the what are the biggest things you have to key on to be really good in that zone? Um, honestly, it's 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 really more about us, like just trusting that everybody's in the spot they're supposed to be at. Everybody's making the right rotations, and like you're trusting who's behind you that they're going to be where they're supposed to be. At. And Ray J, obviously, we're expecting a, a great atmosphere tomorrow the way we did last weekend against Houston and it definitely delivered as someone who went to the Farrell Center for a long time I'm always intrigued by hearing about this from the players but how much of a lift has have these atmospheres at the Foster Pavilion given you guys I think it's been huge uh Foster has been great um it's super loud in there feels louder than the Farrell I know I didn't get to play a ton of games there but Foster feels louder, and it's like it's an electric environment. Well, they'll be ready. Uh, they'll they'll be ready for the Kansas game, the Bear Pit. That's kind of neat how y'all go thank them, win or loss after games, and interact and all. Um, now, what do you think, by the way, about all this court storming controversy? Are you um, would you kind of be okay if the students got very excited Saturday and wanted to run out there? Or does the court storming thing does that kind of worry you as a player? You don't want uh, you don't want people running out there on the court. Um, I think if it's a super big win, uh, I don't mind the court storming. Ew, like from either side. Um, I mean, I think there should be like some rules and things around like getting the players off the floor. But I mean, it's college. <laughs> Like, let the fans have fun and interact. And, and if you win, like, a huge game or, like, an unranked team beat the number one, then, yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. I love to see it. Okay, and and for start. you personally, uh, looking ahead, we are now in the month of March. I don't know if you've seen that today, Ray J, but it is March 1st. And so we're headed towards the NCAA tournament. And for the first time in your career, you're actually going to be able to play in it. Is that something that you have thought about, uh, gotten excited about, or is it just kind of business as usual until we actually get there? Um, no, that's something I, I, I've been thinking about all year. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's something that uh, that's a milestone that I've, I've wanted to reach, and um, so I mean I'm grateful for it and, and blessed that I can do it with this team, and and I'm excited, and I think we uh, make a deep run. Well, we're excited was- too. I'm supposed to ask you, why are you and John Jacobs better looking than everyone? This was a planted <laughs> question. Yeah. What is your response to that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Guards. <laughs> We're guards. <laughs> is, uh, Jay, if y'all have a big turnover game or don't play proper defense, is, is, uh, is John, is Coach Jacobs pretty tough to encounter? 
the day after that, I, seeming, seemingly he can be a little bit surly at times. Is that a fair assessment? Um, I mean, he's competitive like, like the rest of us. And after we lose a tough game or I play bad, uh, we're all a little testy and a little emotional. Uh-huh. So, no, it's not just, just Coach Jacobs. And, I mean, okay. as any coach would, he wants the best for us. He loves us and wants us to get better. Okay, and which coach makes you laugh the most? What, who's the funniest coach on staff? Uh, I mean, they're all pretty funny. Uh, probably, probably Tweety. Uh, me okay. and him got the same type of sense of humor. So, do you realize you're about to pass him on the all-time Baylor assist uh, for a season? Do you uh, are you aware of this? And is that something you'll maybe want to uh, bring up to Tweety? I think you're only three I, assists I away a- from that. No, I wasn't aware of that. I'll keep that in okay. my back pocket. <laughs> he's gonna bring. He's gonna bring it up now. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot a glare you. over him with the uh-huh. fourth assist tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give him a little wink or something like that. Just give him a little moment, and uh, I think he'll be he'll be happy that it's you who passes him. But you're having a great season, uh, leading the conference in assists. It's been a lot of fun. Ray J, y'all have a uh, great time tomorrow. It's gonna be a wonderful crowd. And uh, thank you for stopping by today. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. There he goes. Ray J. Dennis on the Matt Mosley Show with Cam Stewart. Um, I mean, he's he's fun to talk to. I, I've really enjoyed yeah, talking to, to he and Jay Nunn. Um, I, I like what he said about that pass, the uh, that skip pass. Or one, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Now you love those. Who who hit the who hit the shot that you love talking about recently? Uh, oh, that was Jacoby yeah. Walter because yeah. he pulled up, and you felt like it may be a guardable shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was a, it was nice. But Ray J can get to his spots, and I one of my favorites is when he goes in, and and he'll post somebody up. And it'll go to his left hand. I think he yeah. loves going to his left hand. And I also love the scoop shot where he kind of gets a little bit of a jump on whoever's defending him. He turns the corner, and then it's just so smooth. It's funny that he brought up Brunson. Brunson is is great, but Brunson is a lot more herky-jerky than Ray J. Sure. You know who I He's, compare him to? Who's that? And I'm not even kidding. I mean, he can't, he can't fill it up like this guy can necessarily, uh, but I see a lot of Kyrie Irving in his game. The, how smooth he is and the way he can score in the post, like you were just talking about. I mean, how many times do we see it every game? He, he'll get down on that low block, and he'll be matched up with someone usually bigger than him, not centered all the time, but uh, someone bigger than him, and he's got the ball on a string. He knows exactly what he wants to do with it and the defender doesn't it's like this great mano a mano and sometimes he'll work out three or four moves until he gets the guy to bite but that's that's what Kyrie Irving does and he can finish in the paint off the glass floaters with both hands which it's a great great skill for a point guard to have it opens up so much offensively I, I just see a ton of Kyrie Irving in him well, Maybe Kyrie, not quite as quick, but pretty smooth still. Kyrie is, you're right, the speed isn't there. And what Kyrie has is he's one of the greatest ball handlers 
of his era. Mm-hmm. And and so he's not quite there, but I like what you're saying because it is from a finishing standpoint, I can see some of right. it. I, not a lot I of point guards Kyrie can finish. Like that. Is one of the greatest finishers yeah. of all time as a guard. Now, I'm not saying he's one of the best players all time, but when it comes no, to finishing and when it comes to ball handling, um, now Isaiah was great at those things for you know to be a smaller guard who could somehow finish over folks. I mean, it was it was uh, fun to watch. But I, I it, it's interesting to see how he controls these uh, tur- the turnover bug has been the one thing that keeps cropping up with him. Yeah, and and. I think you can live with nine, nine, and nine and five. He had one weird one at the very end of that game, so right. I barely even count that one. I think you could live with like even not uh, well, e- even if he has three or four turnovers in a game. I mean, all mm-hmm. those great NBA players, Luca's going to have four or five. Harden's going to have six. Um, I mean, even our, Ray our J last Nicola, weekend against Houston. I mean, he had, Nicola's I think, seven or eight. six. Seem that bad. Yeah, yeah. Although it's not – you don't not love great. seeing – Not great. A college guard should not be turning the ball over eight times in a game. Just, just – and – but he's just – he's got to be stronger with the ball. And and then just some of the he, – he's so great at some of those passes. Mm-hmm. The ones he has to watch are those weird ones – where it just gets deflected, like just kind of where where he just doesn't put that much juice on it, and somehow it gets deflected. I do love what he said about working with the big the big man. How cool is that? Yeah. Where you're like, or he takes some time, and hey, Eve, think about this. Hey, hey, Josh, think about this. Yeah, I was going to say, trying I, to give him that because they got great coaches on this staff who are great at working with the big men. Um, I think I think Nunes is kind of known for that. Mm-hmm. Coach P does a lot of that. I mean, they've got some great – A.B. is known for that. Uh, but that's pretty cool that a guard could go down there and, uh, and, and show the big man around a little bit on the block. Yeah, and I, I obviously don't know this for sure because I'm not at practice, but the way he's talked about it in an answer like that and a few other answers he's had this season, I think he does work a lot with – the big men as not like, Hey, I don't talk to the guards, but the guards kind of know what they need to do. I, I could count on them in, in the perimeter out here, but if I can get, if I could be simpatico with the big men that can really open up a part of our offense that this Baylor team didn't have last year, which is a thousand percent been the case. And he's talked about that a couple of times this year, working with Eve and, and Josh, and you can see it on the court. I think back to that, that TCU game on Monday uh, you'll probably remember this, that play in the second half where Ray J is kind of, he dribbles, you know, along the baseline. He goes from one end to the other, and he brings all the attention towards him. There's like three TCU guys looking right at him, ball watching. And he gives one flash look to Eve Misi, lob, dunk, game over. Like, he he can lull guys to sleep, whether he's scoring or passing, but in order to lull guys to sleep while he's passing, he really needs to have be on the same page with those big guys. And it's it's pretty obvious in every game you watch that he is. Yeah, and I Jay Nunn, Ray J, and Walter, and even Langston, they don't seem to care who's scoring. I think that's pretty amazing 
when you have a group of, you know, really good, talented guards that just don't seem to have – in fact, I think there are times you wish they had a little bit bigger ego. I mean, like, I think Jacoby's is is looking for his shot more, Jacoby Walter. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's a very positive thing. Even if he's not got the greatest percentage, I don't mind him taking quite a few shots. But I, I think I think they get excited for each other. And like when Jay Nunn gets on a roll and he had those games where he had like I don't know what it forty seven points in a couple of games or something. Yeah. I or, or combined forty seven. Like I think they were way just as excited for him as if they had twenty seven in the game. I really think that's kind of how they're wired. I, I can't believe how Walter is wired. Like how can you be that guy? McDonald's All America, you know, all of that, all of the all of the things he had. Link Academy, he was at McKinney, led them to a state championship game, and kind of be as unassuming, thoughtful as he is. I mean, I don't. I mean, like, who's the most selfish player on the team? I, I I'd have a hard time. It's a tough one to pick. I don't think there's a real good answer to that. I, I and and with Walter too, he's it. He's just so I would say Austin coachable, Sachs. Yeah. Austin Sachs. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have just been a walk-on the whole year. Had to take a scholarship. <laughs> Had to be on TV with Billis. Yep, yep. Needed that moment. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, Walter, that's... to finish that point, I mean, for a freshman to just become such a seamless part of the team to the point where you and, and other analysts and fans are saying, this guy needs to call his own number a little bit more. That that's a that's a fantastic adjustment to college basketball. Yeah, boy, and he is a huge Ray J. By the way, huge Chicago Bears fan. I mean, he is a Chicago land guy. Jacus is too, but I mean, he's way into the Bears. Can you imagine how tough that would be to be that a would be Bears very fan? Yeah. I have a, <laughs> a couple of very close friends that are, and it's yeah, not fun for them. I'll put it that way. <laughs> that yeah, would I mean, not like, be easy. We should have asked him about the quarterback, about the all-time quarterbacks, like we talked about yesterday. If Jay Cutler is in fact the best all-time Bears quarterback, I mean, let's think about it. He was probably in junior high when Cutler was playing for him, right? Yeah, well, he would have remembered formative. He would have remembered Cutler. Yeah. I don't think he could have gone back. Before Cutler, who was pre-Cutler? Sexy Rexy. Yeah, we're talking about Grossman, and then, I mean, maybe a stopgap in there, a, a McNown. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know that that is weird that you. But said the eras that. We, were Grossman. Which McNown? Which McNown? <laughs> I, see, there was I that know. one guy. There were the brothers. Oh, the UCA. That's Cade McNown. And you know who his best friend was? Matt Mosley. Terrell Owens. It was always the strangest thing to me. I don't even know really where they crossed paths, but they were extremely close friends. And for some reason, when he had his accidental overdose, he was hanging out over at Cade McNown's place or something Hmm. like that. All these things kind of come flooding back to me. I thought about your pal T.O. the other day. Weird stories. What's that about T.O.? I I thought about your pal T.O. the other day. Yeah? I think he should have won Super Bowl MVP. When they played the Patriots. That's just me. Actually, I think it should have been, probably should have been Rodney Harrison. But T.O. had a great numbers. game. He had like 10 catches with a, a bolt in his ankle. He was fantastic. 
Yeah, boy, Patriots that was the cover. big story, wasn't it? Where, yeah. Whether he was going to play or not. And he tried just about everything to get ready. Even some of the uh, stuff that uh, Kobe tried at times. I think some of that plasma treatments. Kobe would go, he'd go over to wherever he would go, and they would do some of those treatments. I heard about that last night, uh, some, some treatments. Some Nine receptions treatments. for 122 yards, by the way. Nine for 122. Yeah. But you, you, it's just so rare that you get it in a losing cause. A Cowboys yeah. player did do that one time. Can you name it? Oh, wait, yes, wait. Don't I name can. it. Don't, don't, but don't. But you want to do it for Schmaltz. This is I know. the Schmaltz's trivia question of the week. Who was the Super Bowl MVP in a losing cause for the Dallas Cowboys? If you know the answer, 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. The correct answer will earn you two free schmaltz sandwiches. Oh, my gosh. I ran to my buddy Steve up at the Baylor Club yesterday, and Steve was talking about how much he loves schmaltzes. Nelson Rue. Uh, is the owner, has been for about 30 years now. Uh, Nelson takes a lot of fun cruises, goes fun places. We ought to go We ought to go somewhere with Nelson sometime. Great. All right. Um, we already have a winner, Aaron. What do you think? Are they, are they, I bet they're flooding in. We'll announce the winner. We do have a winner. Uh, just got to get a name. Ooh. Okay, just got to get a name. We've got a winner. We've got to give your name, and then we will share that Mark with P. the uh, Mark P. Mark P., congratulations. Cam, would you like to give the answer? Ooh. Oh, did you not know it? I thought you were actually like I haven't. I, I was very confident at first, and now I only have it down to two names, and I, I don't know that I can go. I My first gut was Chuck Howley, and I think that's it. You should stay with that. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I love when someone from the losing team wins the MVP because it's so rare. The two yeah. Patriots Eagles Super Bowls, I thought it should have gone to a loser either each time. They should have gone to T.O. and then Brady in the second one. He threw for 500 yards. 1971? Is that right? 71, they come back. Howling, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah just think, I was thinking of the year. I knew, I knew for sure who the player was. Mark P. Yeah. played, and he won. Okay, I'm excited about this next segment let me double check uh but yes i let's do let's do a big time segment on kansas what's that super bowl mvps oh yes kansas <laughs> and baylor how similar are these two programs over the past five to seven years um we'll uh, react to that to discuss it next Baylor Bear Baseball with Derek Smith and Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Baseball home at Baylor Ballpark this weekend hosting a three-game series against ORU. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor ORU Baseball this weekend. This is the home of Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. 
hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Hey, Central Texas, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort. Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern-looking bill. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Your home for the world champion Texas Rangers. ESPN Central Texas. Is it time to upgrade your garage, barn, shed, or warehouse with a new garage door? Veteran-owned and operated Precision Garage Door Service boasts the largest garage door showroom and design center in Central Texas. Revamp your style with new customized garage doors with windows. Free estimates are available, and all calls are answered by an operator 24-7. Precision Garage Door Service, 1100 Jewel Drive, Waco, 254-522-9657, and at precisiondoorcentraltx.com. Ask about their financing options. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. BP Services of Waco is a licensed and fully insured electrical contractor for residential projects throughout Central Texas. Your home will be in good hands with BP Services, whether you need a complete wiring overhaul, 
simply installing or replacing electrical outlets, or if your power goes out. BP Services electricians will promptly and safely help you with the installation of recessed lighting, LEDs above and under counter lighting, smoke detectors and fire alarm sensors, outdoor generators, any and all exterior lighting, electrical panel upgrades, and circuit breaker replacement. Call BP Services today for a free estimate and receive 10% off when you mention this commercial. 254-292-8908. License number TECL33777. Call BP Services when electricity is on your list. Call BP Services your needs. I priority 292-8908. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. With Cam Stewart, Aaron Sexton, we press on, and uh, what a weekend it's going to be. Cam, I know you've uh, talked about this in your podcast. I do want to mention this Mackenzie Wilson situation, 23-year-old center fielder, Baylor softball, arrested early this week, accused of shoplifting $1,200 worth of cosmetics from Target, according to an arrest warrant affidavit. And uh, we've got quotes now from Coach Moore. She's a great player. I've loved being around her. We've had her on. She's fun. I hate this, you know, but obviously she's going to be held accountable. And uh, this is this is just you hate to see something like this. Cam Coach Moore says every girl on my roster that I've ever coached is like a daughter to me. So when one hurts, I hurt and our staff hurts and we're letting things play out. We don't expect perfection in this program, but we do expect accountability. And we're going to love her and be there for her and let these things play out handling this as you would expect internally right now as we move forward, and we will make further decisions. But as of right now, she's suspended and will not be playing this weekend. They have three home games scheduled for this weekend against Morgan State, two on uh, two Saturday and one Sunday. They'll also play Sam Houston State in Huntsville on Tuesday, and they host Penn State on Wednesday. I mean, I – She's a great player and uh, extremely outgoing, uh, funny. Like, she was the MC at the banquet I went to recently or the dinner on the Diamond. So, it's a, it's a shock, I think, to most of us. Um, but, you know, Cam, uh, it's a mistake. And, yeah. and you just hope that she can, uh, can kind of turn things around and come back from this and it won't be something that – ends her career but it's i mean listen this is a serious offense and um and she's gonna end up paying the price for this yeah and it's one of those things too i mean college age kids are probably doing more often than you or i or any of us think right um it's by no means good but also you know it's got to keep into perspective that these are still kids you know, not that they can't be held accountable, but these mm-hmm. these things kind of happen. It doesn't make her a bad person by any means. Um, and it's just it's it's kind of a weird story with with kind of how she went about being caught. Uh, you know, it was all security footage thing. It was over 11 times. And and it, it, it's just a weird, weird situation. Um, but 
I definitely feel what what Coach Moore is saying there. Oftentimes, when we hear a coach, it, it sounds hollow and coach talk, but like we we feel that you know he knows her very well, knows that she's a great person, and that she made a mistake. But then again, you also have to hold people accountable for mistakes. So it's tough. It's tough, well, and I, I wonder what what that timeline will be um, if we, if we see her again. It's a really good team too. Yeah, and she's a big that. catalyst of it. And she's hitting something like 335. She's fast, covers a ton of ground in center field. And um, I just feel kind of sad about the whole thing. It's just like, you know, what you just, I can't try to get into, you know, in somebody's head. Like, why would they do that? Well, why does anybody? Why does anybody make a mistake? Why does anybody? Now, this was, this did play out over a while. And I I just don't. So it's just like, I don't I I I don't I don't really understand shoplifting. I think there's a thrill to it and I think maybe it seems to impact I I don't know. I don't want to get into like which gender it you know seems to be involved with it more. Yeah. But I just over the years just you just hear it. And I and I th- I do think Cam there's kind of a thrill to it and and it's like, "Oh, can I get away with this?" but like then it becomes a pattern of behavior, and it impacts people. Uh, it's, you know, even like Hollywood. You remember that? Who was that? Winona Ryder years ago. Yes, yeah, Winona Ryder. Yeah, that got caught shoplifting. So I, I, it's just kind of like you, you, I, I think people sometimes think too much. Like, she's got so much going for her. Oh, she's, a, you know, she's this great player. She's got her whole life in front of her. Well, listen, everybody has made mistakes. This one was a, this one was a tough one. Because it went on for too long. She's now gotten caught, and you hope she's able to turn things around. And I do think this team will – I mean, that, they'll be there for her in a big way. Yeah. And and Coach, while he's disappointed, I mean, he does feel like a dad to a lot of these girls, a lot of these young women. And and she came from, like, California. She'd been at Fresno State, transfers down here. And, I mean, these are – I, it's just it's unbelievable to be around them, and then you're just reminded, hey, these kids make mistakes, uh, and it's just something you know. Hopefully, hopefully they get this thing kind of turned around. Baylor, Kansas tomorrow. I'm excited. Cam, are you? I kind of know where you generally sit. I also know this is a hot ticket. I mean, somebody will probably be out there offering you. I've even had people say, hey, Matt, could you find me tickets? And I just don't – I don't really have – I'm sure I could call up some buddies. But, I mean, Cam, this is one – what what number would somebody have to hit to get you to sell your ticket? Oh, because I, this is a tough one for you. You want to be there, um, and you'll be there. You'll be in your Baylor gear. You're excited about it. It's a noon start. Yeah. It's a huge game. But, like – I guess if somebody came to you and said, Cam, for those two tickets, we'll give you a thousand bucks. Now that would be tough, right? I mean that's uh They would be going uh, to the game. <laughs> <laughs> you also gotta remember who you're talking to. Yeah. I mean yes. I don't wanna I don't want people coming knocking on my door, but half that might get you to the game. Uh yeah, it would take it would take a good chunk of change to get them off me. I mean yeah. these are what we look forward to and it, it's kind of still I, I, inferiority complex isn't the right way to say it because that's just not true. But like we talked about on the air yesterday, Kansas 
brings the name year after year, whether they are the national champion Kansas or this year's Kansas, which seems a little bit better, easier to get after, uh, they are still Kansas. And I remember growing up, uh, I used to always want to see Duke when they played Boston College. And what you'd have to like buy a season pass for BC basketball to get tickets to a Duke or a Carolina game. Like that's the kind of game we're talking about here. Uh, that people don't want to give up those tickets that say Kansas on them. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an elite atmosphere tomorrow. And if your people are ready to give up a thousand bucks, I'll think about yeah. it. But <laughs> I'm excited to be there. Yeah. Can you imagine going from Roy Williams to Bill Self? Like it, like the unbelievable <laughs> hire that ended up being. Yeah. Now Roy probably isn't as open to uh, pushing the envelope as Bill, but we're talking about two of the greatest of all time. Oh yeah. And they go back to back, right there. And you're you're probably at the time they're like, like Golly, Rogers, I can't man. believe Roy's leaving us. I've always thought it was funny. Roy moved on, had a great career at UNC. But he always loved Kansas. He still loved it from his time there and has been known to show up in the Kansas section and root for Kansas, even when he was a UNC coach. I found that very interesting because it's not something you would generally see. And I think it honestly kind of speaks highly of him because a lot of these times, you know, these are people that kind of move on. You know, you think Cal Perry cares too much about Memphis UMass. these days. You think, <laughs> you think Cal Perry's like, I think I'd like to show up at a <laughs> Memphis game and root them on. You know, I yeah. love my time there. No, he left, and then they, I think they had to take down some banners. They had to take down the UMass banners. They will <laughs> yeah. soon take down the Kentucky. I mean, you know, trouble follows him. But self is kind of like the Teflon. You know, he, he trouble finds right. him. Yeah. But he's able to kind of dance around it. It's kind of like, and, and he was the first to just really stare down the NCAA and say, come and get me. Come and get see me what, if you like. Let's see what you got. Yep. And they ended up backing down. And in the end, that independent group they brought in, they didn't really do anything to them. But there is something about watching the Jayhawks walk into your gym that is pretty cool. Now, Baylor and Kansas, though, I mean, I, I don't know. Baylor, people don't still think of Baylor as a blue blood. But when it comes to winning in the past five seasons, I mean, they are a blue blood. Yeah. They're right there with those Jayhawks. And I know Matt Roberts was putting out some numbers. Baylor SID who helped us get Ray J. Dennis. Boy, Matt, we have really enjoyed working with Matt this season. But, Cam, you've been kind of studying some of these numbers, crunching the numbers, so to speak. And – Walk us through a little bit of this because I, I want to bring some perspective to what we're about to see. And Kansas has not, certainly over the past five seasons, been that far ahead, if any far ahead, of the Bears. Yeah, this is not like you're Georgia Tech versus Duke and you're just here because Duke's there. I mean, in the last five or six years, Matt, these, these are the two best college basketball programs in the country. Like, without doubt. And I, I've been paying attention all year. Matt Roberts will send out these, these you know, post-game recaps that will have, you know, certain stats and what Baylor moves to and, you know, all this. And so often I'll always see, like, Baylor is second in this since 2019. 
only behind Kansas or tied yeah. with Kansas or just ahead of Kansas. And so, I mean, here's just some of the stats, okay? You ready for just this vomit of stats coming at you? Uh, there are only two power conference schools with 20-plus wins in each of the last six seasons that play in a power five conference. Those are Baylor and Kansas. They're, Baylor and Kansas are two of the three teams to be a three-seed or higher in each of the last three NCAA tournaments, and they are two of just four teams to win a game in four straight NCAA tournaments. Baylor and Kansas are two of four programs that have been ranked in the top ten for five straight years. Like, we're talking elite consistency. That's a sad stat. Two of four to win a game. Like, that's... There should be more teams than that. That's why the tournament's great, baby. Win a game in the NCAA tournament. I mean, that's a two of four. I guess Gonzaga has to be one yep. of the others. I don't know who the fourth one Houston is. Houston might be the other one. Has to be. But what, that's what a weird one because seasons, that's not that seasons? impressive. Yeah. It's not that impressive to win uh, four straight at least one game in the NCAA tournament. There should be more teams than that. That do that. So anyway, not to throw, hole, not to punch holes in any of your stats, but that one kind of grabbed me. Mm, thank Continue, you. Please. Maybe it's more yeah. impressive because only four teams have done it. Okay. I don't know. Um, Does not impress me. <laughs> the Bears were the number ten overall seed in the initial top sixteen committee ranking, joining Kansas as the only teams to be in the initial top sixteen for five straight. Years. That's good. That, see, yeah. that one right there is consistency. An elite That's level. monster right there. Top 16, what do we call that? See, uh, you're saying the, the top. The com- top. Top 16 committee ranking. Committee ranking. Yeah. yeah. Top 16. So that's one through four seeds mm-hmm. on that line for five straight seasons. Now, that one's a good one because that gets you in the conversation with, our, with the Zags. Because yeah, Baylor would have killed for that even 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. Most and, teams know, would. And I love the fact, by the way, we had written off the Zags. They were even showing up on these, like, final four in, final four out. And here they come. Here they come, like always. In the rankings. And they'll somehow dig their way in to the Sweet 16. And if they do, it will be their eighth straight appearance. Now, that's a number that to me, is one of the great numbers in all of college basketball. That's crazy. They have a chance to shut up America this weekend, by the way. They, they're number 23. They're back in the rankings, and they are at number 17, St. Mary's, in that bandbox of a gym. Anyway, we're talking about these two teams, though. Uh, Baylor. Do we just assume they have a bandbox, or no, do you I've know seen this? It. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Those were great games every year. Uh, bandbox. Saga St. Mary's. Baylor okay. is a nation-best 31 and 15 against ranked teams over the last five seasons. Second best is the Kansas Jayhawks. Baylor's 124 and 32 record since the 1920 season is second best among Power Six teams in that span. At 132 and 33 overall, number one is Kansas. Baylor's 314 win. This one goes back a little bit further. Baylor's 314 wins since 2011 2012 are the second most in the Big 12, behind only Kansas. That's right. The Bears and the Jayhawks have split the season series in four straight and five of the last six seasons. So that shows you the parity between the two. And they are 2-2 two and two in the last four meetings. Um, and Baylor's 4-5 and five in the last nine meetings. And these two programs, last one here, these two programs are responsible for the last four Big 12 championships. 
if you can go five and five on them over a five-year period of time, that's incredible. It, it hasn't been done home, in forever. You're winning all your home games against them. Yeah, this three, three straight one in Waco, by the way, by Baylor in this series. Wow. Like, I couldn't, Matt, I could not buy a win against Kansas when I was in so, college. Like, this is the, unfathomable to think of. Over the past five seasons, then, you could make the argument the best three programs in the country, Kansas, Baylor, U of H. Yes. That'd be a good, a damn good argument. And Gonzaga would be right there with four. And you'd have to say Baylor and Kansas because they won the national title. Mm-hmm. But as far as consistency, just con- you know, knocking on the door constantly, the Cougars. Yeah. And I usually don't feel like they have quite enough to win it all, but watching that game last Saturday, I just had a lot of moments in that game where I said, now, what was I thinking here? You became I a mean, believer, baby. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> here comes Tugler. Here comes somebody else. Here comes, I can't even name that starting center. But then they got a guy named JoJo, and there comes Wilson. Here comes another guy. Like, I still don't know if they have the shooting to do it, to do it all. But they are great. They are great. And I love that Jawan, oh, my gosh. Uh, what's his name? What's my man's name, number 13? Jawan Roberts. Roberts. Yep. Oh, Jawan, don't call me Matt Robert. <laughs> no, I think that's an odd. That's, you that's get those two mixed up. Way. Yeah. Both tall. Yeah. But one very skinny and a huge golf lover. One, just a guy that just eats you for lunch. Just Jawan Roberts. Which one's which? (laughs) (laughs) Jawan looked at one of the greatest young players in the country, and he said, youngin, we're going to learn. I'm going to put you on my knee today, and I'm going to have to teach you a lesson. And I think you'll be back, and I think you'll do amazing things this season. But in this game, I'm just going to kind of – you're going to get paddled all game. And you're not going to be able to produce much. And that's what he did to the great Eve Meesey. Who, but by the way. I think Eve's going to be better for it. I really think Eve's going to. I think so, too. I mean, there will be a moment later, hopefully in the NCAA tournament, where Eve's like, I remember this. I remember how this happened. And, and I know what to do. Because Eve is way too talented to keep down for long. And he's a quick learner, too. And. So he doesn't often make the same mistake twice, Eve Meese, no. which is a, no. a heck of a compliment for someone at his age playing on the stage that he plays at. And I was watching um, last night part of that game back from from uh, the game in Lawrence a couple weeks ago. And I tell you, I mean, Hunter Dickinson is a very talented player. But Eve really had him in a blender for a lot of that game. Like, shots blocked, bricking layups, because... I mean, we talked about it before. He can alter shots without ever touching the ball, but he really had Hunter Dickinson right where he wanted him in that game. As a as an 18-year-old freshman against a, what, fifth-year senior, senior in Hunter Dickinson who, you know, was everyone's pick for National Player of the Year preseason. Like, he, he really did an excellent job on him. But you know what that makes me think of in that yeah. 2020 when Baylor won in Lawrence? You remember Azabuke? Oh, when he came he had an Waco? awful game. He had like one point in that yeah, game and then came, came to Waco, to Waco. and, <laughs> and had, had all the Waco riders uh, penning him for National Player of the Year. <laughs> he had 30. He was awesome. Just, oh, he had like was five like, or six blocks. Like it was an incredible was, performance. 
he was crazy. I mean, they just threw it down there. He was unstoppable in that game. I'm hoping and we don't get still that. Just kinda, he's just hanging around the NBA, by the way. He was got yeah. he was with the Jazz. It's like doesn't even really suit out, but he's still there. He's just too big to completely dismiss. My guy tomorrow, the X factor for them is KJ Adams. Just because I think I think he poses a bit of an issue on the lobs, on the activity down low, running the baseline. If they go if they go if Bears go to zone, I, I, I just think he's getting better and better. I love the kid. I think he's a huge, huge character guy. And I just I, I he can jump out of the gym. Like he will be who's Baylor's most athletic player on this team? Well, Eve, I guess. Yeah, probably Eve, yeah. And and play style, well, I guess Walter. you would probably think more towards Jalen Bridges with KJ Adams, but Bridges is a better shooter, obviously. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, well actually Walter's not that bad. Walter's also a, a much better shooter, but with the explosiveness he can play with. Yeah. Walter's got the I think Loner is crazy explosive just from an athleticism oh, standpoint. He is, yeah. You th- how how long do you think Miro gets tomorrow? <laughs> now, is there thought Well, yeah, I, I guess if Langston, if Langston I, I, I probably not. Probably not. I don't want to get lean my hopes up no. on that deal. Yeah. I yeah. Would lean no. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd I be great. To ask Ray J if Langston how Langston looked in practice, but then I could see getting my I actually tried to stay out of trouble. You know, I know it's hard for people to believe, but I thought, hey, you know, stop asking the players, you know, for medical updates. You know, I thought maybe somebody might get on to me. You could have veiled it as like, hey, how's Langston in practice? Because, you know, I have an ankle injury right now. Oh, I just want to see what my timetable might be. You know, something like that. You could have you could have veiled it. I've got an air cast on. The air cast is an interesting they, they said, we'll bill your insurance company for it. Somehow I will end up getting that bill, and it's just a little nothing brace. And I guarantee it, it's somehow like $230 for just like a little thing that kind of supports your leg. And I, But, I mean, I think you and I could fashion this thing. Like if we just found some Velcro, like Aaron got some of Aaron's old Capa shoes. And, and uh, what, You're talking Aaron, what to an those? Eagle Scout right now. I could do this for you. What were what were the uh, the best Velcro shoes, Aaron? When we were like in fifth grade to junior high, was it were those things called like kang- kangaroos, or were they capas or what? What were the what were the good Velcro shoes? Uh, I, man, it was so long ago. Was with I think Fila, or maybe the no, Reeboks. No, no, I think we maybe had the Reeboks some, head. Was there something called Capa? That sounds familiar. Cape- Okay, text is just like you know what, what the I'm... nurses would wear. No, it's like youth it's lead what Aaron referees. and I were wearing to school. No, oh. it was not. We were fourth grade, oh. and That's that a was a big a tennis shoe with well, those the, were the ones where, Yeah, yeah, they didn't have the. Well, I mean, they may have. I'm not. I'm looking at current ones, but those are the ones with the little uh, plastic triangles that you would switch out with different colors. Yeah, you could do those. Wait, are you saying on the capas or what? Yes. Okay. And then we had the deal where we could pump up the Reeboks. Yes. When we were in junior high, Cam, you could you could literally reach down there to your tab of your 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 high top and give that thing several pumps, and it would pump up your shoe. Did they have and color I mean, TV I, back then? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did have 
<laughs> we did have color TV. <laughs> Personal Although our first TVs sets? were very old school, like enormous, thousand pounds, the heaviest, the heaviest thing you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And I, who made those things? Zenith. Zenith. That's right. Yeah, my grandparents and, well, actually, when they got a new one, they gave us their old one. So, at our yeah. house and my grandparents' house, they had huge. Zenus in those huge yeah. wooden boxes that weighed about a thousand pounds each. Yeah, and you might have had something called like a Magnavox. Magnavox or Magna- was big they had back both then of these. too. This is great. My grandparents yeah. in their their second TV was a Magnavox. I remember because yeah. it had the below the Magnavox logo, it had the three primary colors for some reason. Huh. Yeah, and I remember if when you really got big time in your kitchen, you could get one of those little TVs, and. My parents still have it to this day. You get the kitchen, the small portable TV. It's not, I say portable. Yeah, just a little yeah. white, little t- little kitchen TV. And then, and boy, if you could get cable on that thing, that oh. was really, that was something. But but, but we guys had one. our age, we were coming home from school, and we were just like, tur- you know, turning on WGN, and then at night, you were watching the Braves. And then you only would get, your team, if we grew up being a Rangers fan, like a lot of us, Aaron, how many would we get? We'd probably get 35 to 40 TV games the entire season. That was it on something called HSE. And now if you, you know, you would throw a fit if you missed one I of, do these, quite often, of these yeah. games. Yeah. We used to have oh, a yeah. TV. We had a TV in the kitchen. It was like attached to the bottom of a cabinet. It was very chic. But me being the youngest kid in the house, that was the only TV, most of the time, the only TV I had any control over. And it was in the morning. <laughs> it was not when my stepmom or my dad was cooking dinner. So, anyway. I'd like to hear more about your blended. You and Aaron both have in- interesting families and always fascinates me. I'd love me. to get into that. Um, KCEN, by the way, our local, it's going to have the Mavs game on it tonight. All these Tegna stations across Texas are going to have the Dallas Mavericks game on. So it's not just the Bally. Who are they playing? It's usually on. It's on uh, oh, playing your team, playing the Celtics. That game is going to be on all of the networks across the state. And uh, so What's the that? Greater Waco, Channel 6, KCEN, will have the Mavs on tonight. I'm Very watch fun. That. God's gift Very to the fun. game of basketball, baby. The Boston Celtics. They are good this season. And mm. They will flop in the playoffs. All right, we'll continue. Right. we got Campus Confidential coming up. But before that, just a real quick reset on some NFL headlines. That's next. Baylor Bear softball all season long on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball back home at Getterman Stadium hosting the Baylor Invitational this weekend. Games against Morgan State, a doubleheader Saturday beginning at noon, a single game Sunday at noon for Baylor Bears softball. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Bears softball on 101.3 FM. Hey folks, Jared Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. 
At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Morrison's Gifts would like to thank all of their friends, family, and extended family, their customers, for another amazing year. They would also like to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasters, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping grow their business through the uncertainty of the pandemic and recent economic concerns. Morrison's Gifts would especially like to thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's is a proud Baylor alumni-owned business serving gift-giving needs of Central Texas. Go see our friends at Morrison's Gifts on the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills, close to Jason's Delhi. At City Ranch Boot Company, customers have the option to buy off the shelves or design a one-of-a-kind custom-made boot with your preferred logo. City Ranch Boot Company's inventory includes boots, belts, wallets, and ladies' purses. Owner Jay Kelly was a Baylor football letterman in the 1980s. He's a longtime importer of exotic leather and has plenty of ostrich, elephant, crocodile, python, and hippo leather from which to choose. His wife and four of his five children attended Baylor University. City Ranch Boot Company, just around the corner from Hellberg Barbecue on Highway 185 between Crawford and China Spring. Call 254-855-7225 at cityranchboot.com and Facebook. Open Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Cam Stewart alongside, as always, 3 to 5. Aaron Sexton. We're, we're rolling. Uh, we got, we've had a lot of good stuff today. We've got Campus Confidential coming up. Cam, I was curious, how did the uh, dinner party go last night? You and Grace had uh, what really seemed like a cool 
group showing up. I was happy to hear there was someone kind of close to my age range that was going <laughs> to stop by and uh, really made me want to crash the party. Could not tell if Grace was totally sincere oh, in, she was in into that it. invitation. She was into okay. it, yeah. Okay. But I, you know, it just it, you just don't want to. It's like, oh, I'm bringing my work guy. I mean, you kind of like to unwind. Y'all had some friends coming over. Well, there was no now, unwinding. Were, were these like doctoral student friends? Were any of them Camden? Were you allowed to even invite anybody? Yes, I was, as a matter of okay. fact. But that is kind of hit or miss, depending on the party. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it was it was small. There was like eight or ten of us. Uh, eight sounds right. And most of them were uh, Grace's doctoral friends, mm-hmm. but I, I brought a couple of mine over. Uh, we had a good time. It was it was chill. We had some games going. I watched the Bruins, of course. Um, was dinner served at all? Was no. There, what no. kind of snacks? Y'all just said, "Hey, come over and hang out." Yeah. But you, you wanted people to eat before they arrived. Is was that kind of the thought? Yeah, yeah. So my dinner was the turkey sliders from our pal Stephen at two thirty <laughs> at the at the Bayor Club. Uh, but yeah, we had some like chips and dip and stuff and, you know, drinks stronger than Dr. Pepper and a good time. Grace is big into hosting. She likes doing the parties. So it's got to be all out. We had this banner, the leap day banner, and you're supposed to write down what you did in the last four years. And, you know, very much my speed as, as you well know me, but Hey, next week we get another remote on Thursday and we will be at trivia Thursday night. I cannot be more sincere in this invitation, Matt. Yeah, I think I could. If there's help no in game, I'm inviting regard. Aaron too. Aaron, Aaron would be, Aaron would be helpful. Aaron would be very um, helpful, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I think he knows a lot of different. Those a lot of stuff and keeps up because one of the one of the categories is current events, and Aaron's a guy who who follows the news much better than I, I do. Kind of get sick of politics and kind of. I will bow out. In fact, today, oh, man, today was the last day of, uh, uh, okay, I'm just going to, I think I may, because I kind of like to vote on the big day, but I just noticed today locally was the yeah, last, last day to early day. vote. Dang it, dang it, dang it, dang it. How late will they be open? I may try to run after we're done here. Last night, by the way, food-wise, I went to a, uh, meet some buddies at a bar just to say hi to some of our employees or some of our colleagues. And they said, "Hey, try the catfish." And there was some, there was some catfish. It was kind of the it gotten to the very end, and I just it just shows you, man. I do not always have. I mean, I love eating, and I love any kind of food. I really do. But like, I and I love catfish, but I feel like this catfish had been on display for quite a while. <laughs> Okay. For quite a few hours. And yet, because I kind of, you know, I, I got it on my plate, and I kind of touched it to see if there was any warmth. The answer was no. And yet, because it's fried catfish, and because I rarely get to do that, I I went ahead and consumed it. And then, I don't know if you've ever done this, and then I kind of braced for, am I going to have issues? You know, and, yeah, and I, I didn't. That. I was fine. And then, and then on... Then last night I stopped at the check stop, and I topped it off with a kolache, sausage, jalapeno, uh, sausage and cheese kolache yeah. with pimento cheese sandwich on white. I usually eat sandwiches on wheat, but pimento needs to be on white bread. But um, 
Yeah. So anyway, it was not a. It was not. A, I was. It was not a great eating. It was just. It was an interesting night for my palate and everything. But boy, to your point, that Baylor Club sliders. Wow. Good. Yeah. Wow. And even though you picked everything off of yours, still a great. Untrue. Sandwich. Untrue. I picked off tomato. I don't like the feeling of a tomato. I just want the real news to get out there, Matt. What about a fried green tomato? Uh, Do you like the fried? Uh, Do you like onion rings? So this is a weird quirk. I do. I I don't love onion rings. I like them. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, I I hate like the feeling of an onion. I hate that. But like when it's got the crisp around it, it's good enough yeah. that I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know. Okay. Someday when we have a little more time, I'll give you my top five all-time onion rings. Okay. All right? Funyuns, I, number I, one. I think I, I had a Central <laughs> Texas onion ring recently that grabbed my attention, that really grabbed my attention because it was the string. I like the stringy fried onion gotcha. ring, and there's one particular place in Dallas that's known for it, but Waco has uh, made some big strides in the onion ring game, and I'll be sharing that with you. Campus Confidential is next. Nikki Collin and the Bears on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women close the regular season with a senior day matchup with Oklahoma State Sunday in Foster Pavilion. 10.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11 a.m. tip-off Sunday. Tune into Baylor women's basketball with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Your Congressman Pete Sessions here, inviting you to join me to send a message to the liberals in Washington. And that message is, the Republican Party is America's best hope. Democrats want to divide America to empower a big federal government to control our lives. They have no respect for the rule of law. They've weaponized the IRS and created a battlefield for woke ideas that pit parents against schools as they take away parental rights. Confusion of men competing against women, men being in women's locker rooms. This has to stop. Meanwhile, Democrats out of control spending is killing the American dream. I need your help to take the fight to the liberals doorstep. The Republican primary is now open through March the 5th. Let's work together. I'm Pete Sessions and I approve this message. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. The Loop 340 Overhead Door Family welcomes back Dale Strickland. Dale has 50 years' experience. They offer residential and commercial garage door sales and service, including new installations with convenient 24-hour service, locally owned and operated for over 25 years. Please call today for all your garage door needs. Loop 340 Overhead Door, 254-662-0220. 817 South Loop 340, Waco, a mile from the Brazos River. 
Hey, Central Texas, the next time you need someone to cater your group meal, remember Hellberg Barbecue. They cater events any size from 10 people to 1,000, from pickups and deliveries to full-service banquets. Barbecue is what Hellberg is famous for, but they can also work with you to create custom menus. High-end events complete with hors d'oeuvres, plated meals, carving stations, and elevated presentations. Each are Hellberg Barbecue specials. Their catering professionals can create the perfect meal for any event, no matter your budget. Twice named one of the top barbecue joints by Texas Monthly Magazine, it's time to try Hellberg Barbecue. Hellberg Barbecue, just salt, pepper, and a whole lot of prayer. 254-265-5387, 8532 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, and at hellbergbarbecue.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Mosley, Cam Stewart. Aaron Sexton, JTC, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Boy, they've got a new flag out there. Just, I mean, it's unbelievable. we got the American flag flying high out over McGregor. About one of the highest I've seen locally and uh, pretty incredible out there. Jim Turner Chevrolet, thank you for sponsoring this very popular segment. And uh, I wanted to tell uh, you and Aaron Cam that uh, – Wyatt Langford, the um, the phenom for the Rangers, the bonus baby, big time. Uh, you know, having his first spring training with the Rangers, he um, he has left the ballpark today. Uh, looks, I'm trying to see if this is in surprise or not, but it is his first home run of spring training, 440 feet. Mm. Looks like, like looks like it went right almost dead center. Let's call it right center. And uh, Wyatt Langford has hit his first home run for the Texas Rangers. Glad to see it. Lots of excitement as the Rangers get ready to defend their World Series title. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us in Campus Confidential? The latest rumored iteration of a 14-team playoff model, not very favorable if you're not in the SEC or the Big Ten. According to multiple sources, the proposed 14-team model would give the champions of the SEC and the Big Ten automatic buys in the quarterfinals 
and would guarantee each conference three automatic bids in a 14-team playoff with the Big 12 and ACC getting two automatic bids apiece for their conferences. Cam, it just keeps getting worse. Stupid. And and they're just going to keep asking. They'll they'll get, like, one thing, and then they're going to ask for more. And then they'll do what they will end up doing anyway. They just say, well, we're just going to go over here. We're going to leave the NCAA. Y'all figure it out. Yeah. We got these two super conferences. We're going to go try to do our own thing. So this will be death by a thousand cuts. I'd really rather them do, do this, make it a little quicker, and just cut right to the chase. I guess at least we'll have some playoffs. We'll have two years of playoffs before they just start throwing it in everybody's face. But I, but I love that. Uh, thanks, guys. Okay, in this next iteration, two of us, two two teams will have buys. They will both be from from our conferences. Yeah, we've discussed and, it. Yeah, yeah, and everybody will just have to be okay with that. We'll could have to be imagine, okay with that. Could you imagine if that happened this year, Matt? Alabama gets in as the four, as the SEC champion. They would have had a buy over Texas. Yeah. As the Big 12 champion and a team that beat Alabama in their own barn. Well, that's and they, Washington, by they, the way. They, they, it just would have made no sense. It was always all lies by the SEC. Yeah. They don't want it to be more equitable because they're better. They want it to, to be advantageous to them no yeah. matter what. And honestly, the only thing, and this is just a rough idea I had last night, of uh, maybe this is what it becomes. And you you, you kind of do away with the playoff. And you kind of go old school with it, Matt. Think about just, okay, since there's no Pac-12 anymore, we don't have to worry about this. So every year, the Rose Bowl will be the Big Ten champion and the SEC champion. And if one of them's number one and wins, we'll just make them the national champion. And everyone else will do their own thing. It, it makes the, the old bowls better again. You know, the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Fenway Bowl, the Beef O'Brady's Bowl, all those great ones. And like that might be that might be the direction we we will need to head to, for, I mean, for these other teams outside of the SEC and the Big Ten to play meaningful postseason games and compete for some sort of a championship. It's amazing that they they're just okay, kind of destroying everything. Yeah, and just like hey, as long as our teams are happy, and we've got enormous TV deals. We do not care even the tiniest bit. And so we'll, well, I guess we'll soon feel what the AAC and the Mountain West and anybody else out there has felt for years, where you're just like, you're just looking for the tiniest little crumb. And then, of course, we'll get the next round of realignment. I, it'll be interesting to see how your mark, Brett Yormark, handles this because. He's a he's a good negotiator, so he'll he'll give them some of this, like because he knows he has to. Mm-hmm. But if but he'll be asking for some stuff on you know, and I and again they're going to screw up the March Madness as well. It's not just enough to screw up football; they're going to screw all that up too. And and first of all, they're trying to take it to like. Oh, let's get 100 schools in and let them in, which is so idiotic. Like, how, how can you have something 
that works so wonderfully, make so much money, and, and be so desperate to screw it up. And even some of my friends from Baylor mm-hmm. want this. They're like, let's get more people involved. What? Why? Why? Like, like this, is, this works. You have some teams that are on the bubble that aren't that great anyway who don't get in. That's life. That's life. I mean, it's, it's the greatest sort of reality TV we still have. And they will screw the football up. They're already screwing the football up. And they will royally screw the basketball up. Oh, yeah. They will that. not stop <laughs> until the basketball is something that doesn't even resemble what it is, which, it, which means, like, there's those conferences do their own thing, and then the rest of America has its own conference tournament. It's a joke. Which would just be so awful. Like, yeah. That would ruin one of the but great they things don't care. in sports. They, don't, they just don't care because it's like any, any great rivalry or whatever you want to bring up, they just kind of keep – they don't – you know, it's, it's, it's just so bad. And, and any thought that any of these things were ever going to be done for the greater good, that's all gone. And like the old dudes who used to do it that way, they've all been shoved to the side. And now every commissioner is going to be like this Tony Petiti from the Big Ten. Like, let's find a big-time TV executive that will give us the edge. Or let's find a streaming giant because that's the next thing. Let's, 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 let's hire somebody like that because it's not it's, – it's just the thought of putting it all together – and, and making it better is just gone. It's like, what's the gaudiest, what's the way the two super conferences make the most money? And um, I don't know. I don't know what recourse your mark and what's the guy's name, the ACC, Phillips. I, I don't know what recourse they have at this point. About the only thing they can hope for is that enough of the country is left out of those two super conferences that <laughs> You know, you can stop it in court, which is about yeah. the only possibility I see I mean, of stopping it, in, yeah. which, I mean, I think there would be a chance. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a legal expert, but that would be the first thing they did is go to court and, you know, claim anti- no, and they, they would try to. They would try to do – they would try to get Congress involved, and that's always a mess. What do you think they've done on NIL? Did y'all see that news on NIL? They're like, the NCAAs just said, okay, we're pressing pause. No more cases because of this court case up in wherever that is, Tennessee. Tennessee. We're we're done for a little while. And uh, so they've officially, NCAA has now come out and said, we're pressing pause on moving forward with any cases against some of these third-party NIL. So you talk about the Wild West. There are literally no no rules, which, I mean, the SEC functions best under that, right? Because that's really the way they've been, they've been behaving for going on 30, 40 years. And they're good about not turning each other in. That's yeah. what brought the SWC down is they all started turning each other in. The SEC has kind of an honor among thieves type deal. That's why they were so upset. Everybody was so upset with Nick Saban when he rightfully called out Texas A&M. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I think he almost did it because like A and M still considered the new kid. They're not they're not true SEC yet because they've only been there for whatever you know, thirteen years, which is nothing. They don't have as many SEC titles as Tulane still. Just <laughs> yeah, they're working on that. I love that. They're working on that. <laughs> the prosecutor handling the sports wagering case against four. Former or suspended Iowa State athletes has asked the judge to dismiss all charges in a motion filed today. Assistant uh, County Attorney Benjamin Matchin wrote that the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation exceeded the scope of permitted use of tracking software that detected open mobile betting apps in Iowa State athletic facilities. Attorneys for the four former players uh, filed a motion to suppress earlier this week. It was granted and now... They are going to dismiss the charges, felony charges, against those four. I'm, we we talked about it. I love it. I love the Iowa State the wrestler who's had to show up unattached. He's just showing up for meets. He's just like, hey, I'm here. Can y'all <laughs> let me in? And um, and this was a classic case. They the uh, they proved. That they didn't secure it the right way, the information, the search warrant, all the proof that they had, it was secured in a, in the wrong manner, in an illegal manner. So they're going to end up throwing this thing out. And the Iowa State folks are back in business. Now, there's more involved in Iowa and Iowa State than just these. How many people, Aaron? Four? Just these. Yeah, there was yeah. over 20. But I, I, I feel good for these four. They've got good attorneys, and they got they got off on a technicality, but I, I kind of like these students were going to have to pay too heavy of a price, and then that young man who's already in the NFL, he gets to kind of clear his name to a certain extent. So I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. This was good lawyering, and um, and and some some I, I think these uh, I think these attorneys on the uh, on the prosecutors got out over their skis. In this case, all right, this was not as open and shut as they had hoped. And uh, so these defense attorneys, in this case, I I think uh, I like how this thing came out. Huge weekend for Big 12 men's basketball with four nationally televised games tomorrow, starting with the early one featuring Baylor at home at Foster Pavilion, taking on number seven, Kansas. That's a 12 o'clock tip on ABC, 1130 for the pregame and game right here on ESPN Central Texas, 1 o'clock. Texas hosts Oklahoma State on ESPN 2. 3 p.m. tip for UFC hosting number 8, Iowa State. Uh, 5 o'clock on ESPN 2 also, West Virginia hosts Texas Tech. Then at 6 on Big 12 Plus, Cincinnati will take on Kansas State. And then the two late games, Oklahoma in Norman, taking on number one Houston. That's also an ESPN2 broadcast at 7 o'clock tomorrow. And the late game, another great matchup is BYU host TCU at 8 o'clock on Big 12+. Plus. Yeah, tough place for the Frogs to go. Frogs need one. I mean, this is the middle tier of this conference is so good. Tech, TCU, I mean, throw them all in there. BYU. Uh, I I, I kind of like Cincinnati. I know they're probably they're not going to make anything, but I kind of like them. K State, K State's really down. I just don't know. I, I'm surprised Jerome couldn't quite get them 
where he needed them because they've got one dude that's a great, you know, uh, Tyler Perry shot maker down the stretch, and they had one great scorer all, uh, guy in Kaluma who came over from Creighton maybe. I, I thought he would get this team across the finish line. He wasn't able to do it. Um, and, and maybe they'll surprise us and win the conference tournament. I, I just think there's certain teams that truly care about the conference tournament. Are you fine, Cam, that Baylor just barely even shows up in Kansas City? Yes. Like they just kind of go, and then they're like, hey, okay, let's at least get, we'll get through the game. Let's get home. Let's get everybody healthy for the tournament. Are you kind of fine with it? I, it doesn't really – honestly, I'm, if you commit to that strategy – I, I'm almost okay with it now. It, for yeah. a while, it really bugged me that they would that they handle it like that. But even that one year, they won it all. I think they lost uh, Oklahoma State or somebody in the second mm-hmm. round of yep. uh, or the yep, semifinals. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, wish we did a whole segment. Game. I wish they'd win one game. We did a whole segment about how they and Kansas are the two best programs in college basketball the last five years. So I'm okay with it if they don't want to play in the Big Twelve <laughs> tournament. I'm okay. I'd rather see them go deeper in the NCAAs this year than they have the last two. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, the conference tournament really hasn't ever done anything for me. For major conferences, if you're a team that's already in the tournament, it it just – I couldn't care less about it. It's a fun – it is fun, though, when you go. It'd be cool if you win it. Like, if you win it, I'm not going to – if they won it this year, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, it's still stupid. Like, it would be cool. It would be great, but – Yeah. It's a fun one to watch. Aaron, do you have one more? I was just going to – uh, mentioned you were talking about Kansas State. According to Joe Lenardi's bracketology, they still have a chance to make it and for the Big 12 to get 10 tournament teams in. He's got him in their next four out. They in the uh, they in their season, regular season, at Cincinnati, at Kansas, and hosting Iowa State. You got to think maybe they could win two, or th- two out of three of those and a game or two in the tournament, they could still make the NCAA. Wow. I, it's, it's just, it is amazing. And uh, somewhere Brad Brunel, Brownell is just shaking his head. <laughs> in a the, fit of rage. Jeff Cable with coach. his 297th strength of schedule is like, how did we not get in? Saw that and immediately had his whole team running suicides. Uh. <laughs> just completely, none of these teams are any good in the Big 12. They just manipulate the net. That's all, that's all it is. Oh, that's incredible. Like, uh, that's I, someone who just has not – I mean, obviously he coaches somewhere else. He's got – doesn't have a lot of time on his hands. But if you watched any Big 12 basketball this year, you would realize how stupid that was. One team in th- the conference has a winning record on the road. One. And it's the number one team in the country. So, anyway. Well, Cam, who do you – give me your uh, prediction on the, uh, on the game tomorrow. Ooh, I think if the – hmm. A good question. The Bruins have had a lot of trouble holding third period leads. Or oh, are you talking about the basketball Baylor, game? Baylor, Kansas, oh, noon gotcha. start tomorrow. Gotcha. Don't uh. get cute with me. <laughs> I think Baylor wins seventy-five sixty-six. Okay, seventy-five sixty-six. Well, winning going away would be Kinda, fun. Yeah, a raucous atmosphere. In a in a in some breathing room at the end, that would be just what the doctor ordered, and that has been happening to Kansas at times 
this season. Going to be a lot of fun. Cam, look forward to please uh, let's let's uh, let's get together at the game, compare yeah. notes at halftime like we've been known to do, and uh, appreciate your uh, your great work today from three to five. Thanks, Coach. We'll see you tomorrow. You bet. There he goes, Cam Stewart. You know him. You love him. And uh, out there on the crime beat doing really good things. Crime blotter. That's really what he's known for. Newsman. A TV newsman. And he's brought us uh, excellent stuff. Aaron and I will take it home. Uh, We've got a couple of NFL nuggets to share with you from the Combine. And then we hear from Mac Rhodes. Man, he was so great earlier this week. We've been knocked off the air a few times uh, because of, well, for good reasons uh, this week. But we want to let you hear some from Mac Rhodes. All of that's coming up in the highly listened to 5 o'clock hour. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. The Brazos Landing is where Central Texans go to enjoy upscale dining and delicious entrees, outstanding chef-inspired homemade desserts, and breathtaking views of the Brazos River. Their steak selections include Akaushi ribeyes and fillets, Central Texas' largest chicken fried steak, and braised beef short ribs. Fish offerings include Chilean sea bass, pan-seared salmon, ahi tuna, Texas snapper, and shrimp and grits. The Crescent City Chicken is a fan favorite, as is the Margarita Chicken. Selections from the Bayou include Etouffee, Jambalaya, and Mardi Gras Pasta. The Brazos Landing features the best outdoor climate-controlled dining deck in Central Texas. They're located near Baylor University in downtown Waco. And remember to park and walk to the new Foster Pavilion. For more information, visit thebrazoslanding.com. Elevate your lifestyle with a Baylor Club membership. Enjoy unparalleled access to our exclusive lounge area located in the heart of McLean Stadium. Membership with Baylor Club means you're part of a vibrant community where networking and forging lasting connections is as easy as a smile and a handshake. Indulge in members-only events and personalized service that caters to your every need to make every day extraordinary. Contact the Baylor Club membership or private events team at 254 710 Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. The Big 12 Shootaround, weekdays at 5.50 on ESPN Central Texas. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Hey, Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Next time you're ready for a weekend getaway or a staycation, remember Element Waco Hotel. Element Waco Hotel offers its guests superb combination of luxury and comfort 
Rooms are big and spotless and feature an upscale, modern look and feel. Also have the suites that are perfect for you to host a watch party for the upcoming game. These suites include full-size kitchens and two TVs. Meeting spaces for birthday parties and small events are also available. The Circa Kitchen serves fresh chef-inspired cuisine made with locally sourced ingredients. The bar is a great place to enjoy craft cocktails, local beer, and organic wine. Open to the public seven days a week, 5 to 10, and the beautiful heated outdoor pool and hot tub. The location is hard to beat. 2200 North Robinson Drive, just off the famous Waco traffic circle. It's time to enjoy the best. Element Waco Hotel. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vita me vas. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, City Ranch Boot Company, Element Waco Hotel, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Brazos Landing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. All right, I was looking at this Mosley. Cam Stewart has just, he'd had enough. Two hours, it was just more. Aaron, what are we going to do when I'm gone? When I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be unavailable. You think Cam, can he hold up? I mean, you're having to go, you're used to this. You got to go six hours a day. Do we think Cam can go more than two hours? That is the big question. Yeah. I think so, but I'm thinking about I don't know, I'm thinking about, you know, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But I think I think he can do it, but he's just gonna have to next week he's gonna have to start ramping up. And like I think he needs to stay with us in the five o'clock hour. Just to be ready to kind of get so. the and um I will be, you know, it'll be about nine o'clock where I am when you guys are starting the <laughs> show. So I'll always be available. You know, like if you're just like, Matt, you, you just text me. Hey, Cam's lost. He doesn't have any energy today. And I'll try to, I'll try to jump in from jolly old England. Um, well, listen to this lineup, Aaron. I thought you would like this. First Saturday of March. What are the Ides of March? What is that from? Is that Caesar? Something about Caesar? The Ides of March. Um, Aaron, we've got number 24, Florida. Versus number 18, South Carolina. That's an 11 a.m. start. I guess that's probably what they'll lead into on ESPN. You got number 7, Kansas, versus number 15, Baylor. That's obviously a noon start. Number 5 versus Creighton, uh, versus number 12, Creighton, at 1.30. Tennessee and Alabama, number 4, Tennessee, and number 14, Alabama, Get it on at 7. And then late night, boy, it's going to be fun. Get home tomorrow night. We'll just keep watching basketball. Gonzaga, number 23, versus St. Mary's 
number 17, at 9 p.m. Did you hear, Aaron, Cam say that was as St. Mary's was a bandbox of a gym? I Now, Gonzaga is a bandbox. It only holds like 6,500 or 7,000. Aaron, are you familiar with what they call the Gonzaga gym? Do you know the nickname for where the Zags play? I don't. The Kennel. <laughs> the Kennel. kind of like that because they're the Bulldogs. Five ranked versus ranked team games. The most on one day this entire season. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Also, I looked at the college basketball report, the top 16 college basketball teams in February per Torvik. Aaron, people might be asking, what is Torvik? And that's a fair question. But it's it's one of these things like Ken Palm. They look at things, efficiency, look at a lot of different ways. They're pretty good. T-O-R-V-I-K. I like them. I like them. Um, in their rankings, the top 16 teams in the country, UConn is ahead of Houston. I like people that will do weird stuff and, like, have people rank lower than other people or higher than other people. Then they go Arizona, Tennessee, Marquette. Aaron, they have Iowa State 6th. Duke seventh. Where do you think they have the Bears? They have the Bears three spots higher than the AP, and that is number 12. Number 12. Who are they behind, Aaron? Wake Forest at number 11. Now, you'll love this. Number seven, Kansas, in the Torvik rankings, are number 13. Something about Kansas, Torvik hates. It's not liking Kansas. Aaron, what do you? What about this Kansas team? And I said mine earlier. And be thinking, what scares you the most? I, mine is boy McCuller if he comes back. That's scary because he hadn't played in a while, and he's a great player. Dickinson could go off on you. He is capable of a twenty-five point game. Adams can jump out of the gym. I said he was the X factor. Probably not the right way to put that. The X Factor is a young man named Johnny Furphy. Johnny Furphy. F-U-R. That sounded kind of funny. A-P-H-Y. Furphy. And he can jump out of the gym. He can hit the three. I'm trying to think. He's he's just kind of emerged out of the blue. And he's, and he's looking better and better. He wasn't really starting earlier in the season. He's a good player. I just have learned never to count the Jayhawks out. Now, some of those numbers were pretty amazing, Aaron. Earlier in the day that we had, Cam had a lot of the numbers. Matt Roberts had some. Baylor basketball SID. I thought it was great having Ray J on earlier today. That was kind of exciting. Aaron, what about this Kansas team, though? Is it just a simple mystique of Kansas? Is it Hunter Dickinson? Is there is it or is it just Bill Self? Just flat out unbelievable respect for Bill Self. Because while I have confidence that Baylor's gonna play really well, I, I cannot go into a Kansas Baylor game just going, okay, Baylor's got this. I don't think we've seen enough from this team this year to think that way. That said, I would not be shocked. If the Bears win this thing by 8 to 10 points, kind of like Cam was predicting, 
I don't think that would be a shocking outcome. Aaron, what what worries you the most about this Kansas Jayhawks team? Uh, I'm more worried about Baylor. I'm not saying I, I don't want to sound mm-hmm. trite, but I think yeah. Baylor matches up with them really well. Like They're one of the few teams in the country, I think, that you're not going to stop Hunter Dickinson, but they match up pretty well down there with Eve Misi and with uh, Ojanwuna, you know, when Misi has to sit. Um, I, think it, I think it comes down to if Kansas doesn't shoot ridiculously hot, I think Baylor wins the game. Yeah, I mean, I and, and, and again, it is it – is, um, don't turn – you know, protect the ball. They've shown that they can do it. And then follow the plan. You know, there's certain players you can totally go under the pick. I, I don't think – I mean, I love I love the uh, point guard for Kansas. Uh, Dewan. I, I, he's – Harris. He's a tremendous player and a leader. He's not someone who's going to kill you on the jump shot. Dickinson can hit – beat you from outside. McCuller – can spot up and hurt you from out there. I, I don't – I think it would – you know, I I'm, I don't think you have to – I the thing that's going to be interesting about Kansas is how you choose – I mean, it, it's hard to outfox Bill Self. So, I don't think either thing you show them is going to freak them out. I do not think they'll be freaked out by the zone. The thing that was kind of surprising to me, Aaron – is that the Horn Frogs and the Sooners were freaked out by the zone? I, I saw I saw something the other night. Tennyson for uh, TCU showed up after that game, and it was, like, it was like midnight, and he was in there in the gym by himself. Crews were cleaning the arena, and he was out there shooting by himself. He was 0 for 8. The Bears put the zone on him, and they wilted. I could Oklahoma is the same thing. Kansas will have an answer. Houston had an answer. Houston knew what it wanted to do. Houston, like old school basketball against the zone, started running a man on the baseline. I mean, this is what we going back to high school, this is what you said. Okay, have that man running the baseline, get him the ball, and they were they were sharing it so beautifully. And the thing that caught the Bears a little bit a little bit by surprise and caught me by surprise too, is that I don't know if we had enough respect for Jawan Roberts and and their big man. You know, like Jawan, his passing, his moves, his his steals. I think he had five or six steals in that game. What a tremendous player, Jawan Roberts. You know, was but I, this is going to be a fun game. And the Baylor guards, they just need to – what did he say, Aaron? What did Ray J tell us about the ball, being strong with the ball? And part of that is Ray J is, is, has a good handle, a great passer, great post-up man. He can get careless with the basketball. Sometimes it's just flat out on the dribble. Everybody has to be strong with the basketball. And then you just hope – you're at home, and the shots are falling. Usually, usually they do. 
and and the ball movement has to be on point. But you have to be ready for Kansas's ball pressure. In that first game, the 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 ball pressure they put on was scary, and and the Bears freaked out, and they were just turning the ball over and all of that kind of thing. The other thing is they need bridges to be bridges. They need Jalen Bridges to to just be himself, and that's great offensive rebounder, great all-around game. I think he can do it. And then on top of that, you know, one of those guys needs to go off. I mean, they're, the Baylor's kind of at its best when either Jay Nunn or Walter decide, and it would be nice if all of them go off, and that, and you've seen times when they can do that. And, and they've done that late recently, did it against TCU. But I, I just think, I think if it when none was going through that that, that those span of games, and he would have done it against BYU, I think, and he fouled out of that, or he got in foul trouble, and didn't get to play as much. I think this team really seems to function well when none is scoring. We know Walter is going to be looking for his shot, Aaron. I think, and Cam and I, we've talked about it. I think that's one of the great developments lately is Jacoby Walter being aggressive and 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 not in in looking for his shot whether it be on the attack the the moment in that TCU game where the horn frogs had some shrinkage was was when he attacked the rim and he had that two-handed jam and then he also shut him up when they were doing the air ball and he started blowing them kisses and he hit two threes on them like that was a Jacoby Walter dude I, I that that was one of the moments I'll remember this season where it was like oh yeah I'm the best dude in this gym like I'm the one major NBA perhaps a lottery pick hanging out in this gym and all y'all can shut up and that's the attitude he took and the blowing of kisses Aaron was a beautiful moment he did the blowing of the kisses because he's not wired that way he is not a showboat at all but in that moment he said enough Enough's enough, and I'm going to show you guys. He also did the thing where he kind of stroked his chin. I don't even know what that is, really, but he puts a hand over the face, over the chin and the mouth. Feel free to text us if you know what that means. But I thought that was a great moment. Now, if you're thinking about selling your tickets, you can't be at this game. Uh, You know, an announcement for my friend Jane. Don't, whatever you do, the Kansas folks are trying to get into the gym. They just are. They travel well. They used, to, they used to come to the Pharaoh, and they love to do a good Gregorian chant. And that's the thing where they, it's like, Jayhawk, uh, and they do it at the end of the games. And, you know, it's kind of cool, but you hate for it to break out in your home gym. So, you know, get, it to, get your stuff to Baylor people. There's stuff that the Baylor season ticket people do where they let you trade in your tickets uh, your season tickets to Baylor people do that. Don't do not let Jayhawks in the building because all they all it does is just it's annoying. Like the tech people, they did a pretty good job keeping the tech people out of the building. Tech people love to show up, and it's just it's just weird when there are several pockets of the opposing fans in the in the gym. I just think the Baylor people are too excited about this game to give up a lot of these tickets. And I think uh, I think we'll be okay. I don't even think Aaron. I know Jane was wanting me to make a passionate 
statement. I don't even think we have to. I think the Bears will be fine. Aaron, are you concerned at all? I mean, I thought the U of H fans were in little tiny pockets and then behind the bench. And they have that one woman who screams rebound, and that was <laughs> annoying. But it was fine. We can, we can deal with that. We can deal with, like, one loud female voice. What do you think the Kansas – do you think the Kansas people will infiltrate, um, you know, our gym – or do you think we'll be okay? We can we can we can hold the we can hold the fort and and they will not make it in there because these are these are persistent people in the can and I've got one of them's my best tennis buddy, tennis playing buddy Kyle Hickey. He'll do whatever he can to climb into that arena and he's probably been wondering, hey, why hasn't Mosley called with tickets? Because I don't want Kansas people in the arena. I don't want them in there and even my really good friends. Like, don't ever do that thing where and you, some Baylor people do it with UT friends. I think I'm going to bring my UT people. No, we had, we, my daughter's boyfriend came to one of the games and he wore Baylor stuff. He wore Baylor stuff. He's not, he knows better than to show up in a Baylor section. He's the son of two Longhorns. He's a Longhorn fan himself, but he wore Baylor gear and he hung in there. Don't, do not be bringing your Kansas friends and all that kind of stuff. Now, we um, we got a treat for you. Mac Rhodes, we, we had him earlier this week and on Tuesday. He was great. And we just haven't gotten to, to do any more of this because we've had so much this week. And so we want to end our week by le- letting you hear some of Mac Rhodes because I thought he was excellent, made some great points, and, and made some points that were being talked about around the country. Uh, here is Mac Rhodes. That'll be next. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in Foster Pavilion Saturday hosting the Kansas Jayhawks. 11.30 for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hello, your con- Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Right, it's Matt Mosley, Cam Stewart, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Mac Rhodes now joining us. And, Mac, that was a uh, nice road win over TCU last night. I feel like uh, road wins are uh, more precious than ever right now, so it almost counts as two is what it kind of feels like to me when you're able to go on the road and get one of those. Uh, I wish they did that kind of math in the standings, but unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, they don't. So, but, um, yeah, as, uh, as you said it, right, anytime you can go, go on the road in, in, this, uh, in this league in the Big 12 Conference and uh, get out of there with a, with a win, it's uh, quite an achievement and certainly against your, your rival, you know, and um, thought we were, you know, really good last night. You know, I think I was a little bit worried, um, you know, just coming off the the Houston game. And, you know, um, I think the second half of the Houston game, we only played, you know, six players. And, you know, Langston wasn't able to, to, to play against Houston and then, you know, played again without Langston, you know, last night. So, 
but uh, defensively, I thought we were pretty good to hold them to, you know, 33%. And, you know, Jalen Bridges came out and I thought, you know, he, um, he was really good um, in terms of his leadership and making Murley shots. And, um, you know, Jacoby loved him getting on the floor, you know, scrapping. Um, so it was a, it was a, uh, it was a really, really good win. Yeah, and boy, that UH atmosphere uh, against U of H, that was really something the other day. That second half, first half wasn't so great. Second half, the the crowd, the explosions on that deep three from Bridges, um, that had to be kind of what you envisioned. Two top-ranked teams going at it, didn't go the Bears' way, but uh, I, I just feel like there were a lot of positives that came out of that. What did you make of just that whole scene with uh, Houston coming in and, and the way the crowd sounded and the presentation and everything? Well, you know, I, I thought the, the, the second half when, you know, we, we really gave our, our fans something to cheer about. Um, I think it's what we all envisioned when we thought about, you know, Foster Pavilion and a home court advantage. It, it got loud. You know, any time you see the opposing team having to call out offense, you know, on a grease board and, um, and uh, you know, uh, lifting it in, in the air so that the, 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 the players can see it, you know, it's, you know, it's really, really loud. And uh, so our fans were phenomenal. I thought, you know, they, uh, they were a big part of the, of the second half com- comeback. You know, personally, I was I was really proud of our team because, um, you know, I I didn't think we matched their physicality or their toughness in the uh, in the first half, but um, came out and uh, in the second half and and absolutely matched it. And uh, you know, uh, felt like first half they got every fifty fifty ball, and I felt like you know in the second half, you know. Um, those started to come our way, and again, we matched toughness and and uh, and aggressiveness, and uh, and fought our way back in. And so, it was really, really proud of them. And um, you know, tough way to lose in in overtime, but I think that's a game that you know serves you well, uh, particularly when you when you head into March. And Mac, I kind of wanted to bring up one of the the hot button topics of this week, that being the the storming the court, storming the field. Would love to get your take on on how that should be done, whether it should be done, and just a hypothetical at you: if Baylor wasn't just as good a program as Kansas has been the last couple years, and they beat the Jayhawks on Saturday, and the fans wanted to storm the court, would that be allowed? And would there be a system in place so that it is safe for everyone involved? Yeah, we, we do have a system in place. Um, Henry Howard and, and Drew Pittman, you know, uh, two of our gentlemen that lead, that, you know, uh, lead our facilities area and game management, event management, Will Lattimore uh, as well, that, that really handles all of the pavilion. Um, we have a system in place. Um, you know, we're, we're prepared. Uh, if you, you looked toward the end of the uh, Houston game, I thought, you know, we were really in good position and, and, and well-prepared, you know, I would, I don't know. I would hate for sports storming to go away. I, I think it's, you know, um, it's a, it can be a special moment and in uh, a, a special place in, in college basketball for, you know, for the, particularly for the, for the students. 
Um, I think we've got to find a better way to, to do it, though. Um, you know, we've got to find a way uh, working with students, working with fans where it can't be immediate. You know, there needs to be some lag time. Um, and and so so that the uh, the opposing team, you know, all of the opposing team can leave safely. And uh, and, you know, in, in every you know, every school should be mandated to, to have a, a plan in place and a, and a pathway, a designated pathway that, you know, they know this is this is how we're going to this is how we're going to take the team you know, everybody from the opposing team and, and get them off the court, you know, um, immediately following swiftly following the, the game. So um, I would, I would hate for it to, uh, to, to leave all together. And Mac, that is refreshing to hear. Not only that, that that's something that you would like to stick around, but that you do believe there should be some lag to storm in the court because we've had a great run in athletics the last 10 or 12 years here. And I think the last time we stormed the field, it was a little bit early, so good to hear that we're going to do a lag next time. Yeah, I think if I remember right, that might have been the home game against Oklahoma, and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I think we called a timeout right at the right at the end or something. And so, yeah, yeah, we I were, would say it's not we the were, facility were, people's fault on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it was not. It was not. So, um, yeah. yeah, I do remember that one. So we'll <laughs> I, we'll have to clean that one up as well. I, I'm with Billis. I'd like to see more arrests on the court. I'd like to see people tackled. Yeah, I bet you will. More, <laughs> more citations, that kind of thing. Um, Mac, what is the NIL space? Seems like there's been a lot of momentum. How's football looking in particular? I mean, I, I think I've heard numbers that, boy, y'all might be looking to even kind of double what it's been. What what's it looking like, and then what do you, as you do long term with NIL? Because you don't know exactly what it's going to look like even two years or a year from now. How do you kind of do the now and also plan for the later when it comes to to NIL? Yeah, you know, I, I think you know we've certainly ramped up you know our our uh, our name, image, and likeness efforts. You know, GXG, you know, our collective. Um, has been responsible for that, for ramping, uh, uh, ramping it up and, and, uh, and, and getting, you know, donors, fans, people to contribute, you know, we'll more than double, um, you know, next year we'll more than double than, than what we did this year in terms of football specifically. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of fluidity as, as you know, that's happening in the name image and likeness space, you know, uh, a lot of talk about, you know, hey, it, it could come in house, meaning, you know, is there is there a need for collectives anymore? Um, there's, you know, what happened, you know, just recently, the temporary restraining order in, in the state of Tennessee and, you know, basically saying, hey, you can you can use name, image and likeness deals, uh, at least right now in, in that eastern district of Tennessee to to induce, you know, student athletes to to you know, come to, come to that institution, you know, for us right, right now, um, in the state of Texas, Texas state law does not allow that. Obviously the NCAA rules don't, don't allow that. Um, you know, I, I think we, I think we need to get to a time and place where you can, uh, show a student athlete, you know, what, what his or her now name, image and likeness deal is going to be, 
had this conversation earlier with, with Chad Jackson, our compliance person, you know, uh, when you have an equivalency sports student athlete, um, you know, a full scholarship is a full scholarship, but when you have an equivalency sports student athlete, they get a, a specific percentage and you're able to share what that percentage is. And then they go and say, well, how does this percentage and, and, you know, the cost tuition here compared to, you know, school, school X and the percentage they're giving me there. And so, um, but, you know, like, like everything right now, um, it's evolving and, you know, where it, where it finally lands. Um, I think we're going to have some clarity, you know, hopefully within the, within the 12 months. And then for us, right. Um, you know, how we do it, how we handle it. Um, you know, how do we, how do we, you know, cast a wider net? How do we, you know, bring, you know, more people, uh, or how does GXG bring more people to the, to the table? Um, so that, you know, most of the money, you know, that that's going to, to the collective is new money rather than money that's being redirected. And, uh, you know, right now, I think, you know, not, not only for Baylor, but just across the country, I would say that it's a higher percentage, the collectives, it's a higher percentage of, of monies that are, are being redirected that they were going to go somewhere else and now are going, going there, uh, which, you know, cannibalizes some, some other areas. And so we've got to figure out how we, how we, uh, you know, uh, cast a wider net. And, um, you know, we have plans and, 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 uh, and strategy to, to do that. But um, before you do that, we're, we're hoping to get a little more, more clarity where this thing, where this thing ends up. And Max, sticking with football a little bit, obviously a lot of shakeup in the last week or two in terms of coaches out the door, coaches coming in. And you had said it during the season this year, you know, you were having talks with with Coach Aranda about how the offense should look. It's obviously going to be a new look this year with Jake Spavitt all at the helm. And then a Mason Miller hire last week. And all signs in terms of what Coach Spavitt has talked about in the hiring of Miller point to a much more up-tempo, quick, high octane offense that we as Baylor fans saw quite a bit about a decade ago to, to the tune of great success. So is that the way that this team is, is moving towards? And is that the right recipe for winning in, in today's big 12? You know, I, I, I think, you know, again, you know, the, the offense is, is heading in that, in that direction. I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's going to be, you know, up tempo, you know, the, the entire game. Um, and I'm not saying it, it won't, uh, there certainly could, it, it could be. And I think it's going to be, you know, dependent upon who your, who your opponent is and, and, and all of that. But, um, you know, I think, you know, you're going to, you're going to see, see an offense that's really creative and, you know, throws the ball around. Um, I, I think you'll see an offense that still knows and, and, and needs to, to, to run the ball and, you know, Jake grew up in that in that system, knows it well. He's put his own spin on it. You know, he, he went into into Cal and I believe they were ranked in, in the low one hundreds and you know, moved them up to forty in total offense. And so, you know, he's got a great handle on uh on on you know, on offense. And I think I think where Jake's really good is taking a look at, you know, his his skill set and and ma- maximizing you know that that skill set in terms of 
Mason Miller. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to meet with him. Loved him. Uh, I think he's a he's a he's a ball coach. I think he coaches young men hard, but um, but loves them up as as well. And you know, obviously spent time with Coach Leach, uh, uh, the um, you know deceased Coach Leach that 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 we all miss miss him and his personality, but spent time with him at, at Mississippi state. And, you know, the, the other two, you know, coaching, uh, openings, I can't speak to them, uh, mm-hmm. cause we're still going through the process, but I, I think, you know, Dave's going to round around out, um, you know, those, those other two with, uh, uh, two exceptional coaches as well. So I really, really feel good where, where we're headed in terms of, uh, replacing the three that left. I thought that Kapilovic was a bad move. Uh, I mean, I understand going to Alabama, but still it left a bad taste in my mouth because he'd been on campus two months. He's been recruiting these guys. We saw him the other day with the O-line. It, it, are you kind of understanding, or did you have my same – my gut you know, was like, eh, I kind of understand the Christian Robinson situation because of everything, but the Kapilovic, once you commit to something – and you sign a contract, and you commit to recruiting these kids. I feel like you should dig in and and stay. What was um, what was your gut feeling on that when you uh, when when you saw his decision? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we, we we you always want what's best for for people and their families, but that one that one you know, quite frankly, rubbed me the wrong way, and um, you know, felt like. You know this. He's he. And let me say this. He he's a really good person. He's a he's a heck of a football coach. Um, and you know, but you know, was at Michigan State. Didn't have a job. We gave him an opportunity. Um, I thought you know uh, the contract that he signed was was very fair. He was highly compensated. And uh, you know, for for him to leave after you know uh, a couple months or less. And, uh, you know, who, who it's really hard on are our kids, are our student athletes. And, um, and, you know, when Dave had to tell them that, you know, they were going to, you know, yet, you know, have another, you know, coach that, that uh, the one that they were just starting to get to know and, and really buy in with is, is now leaving them. You know, they, they feel like the, the rug's been pulled out from under them. And so hated it for, hated it for them. Um, but I do think that, you know, sometimes, you know, things work out and are, are a blessing. And, um, I think, I think Mason Miller is a heck of an offensive line coach. And I, I think he's going to be really great with, uh, with those young men. I think he's going to earn their trust pretty, pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, that one, that one didn't, didn't sit well with me. All right. And, uh, real quick, uh, the, uh, this tennis thing, we just had Michael Woodson on. What a cool thing that will be out there. Um, and we're about to make way for women's basketball here in a second. But, boy, I think that could be quite a scene. Number one comes to town, and that's kind of a neat part of Baylor is that that tennis program, that men's tennis program, has become pretty remarkable over the last ooh, 20 years or so. Uh, how cool is that when you get to see almost kind of these one-offs like that? No, I'm, I'm excited about it. And, uh, you know, uh, Michael Woodson has, you know, been a, been an assistant, you know, under our two previous head coaches and, you know, finally the opportunity to, to be the, the, the head coach and has done a great job with the program. And it, what a, what an awesome, 
you know, what an awesome opportunity, you know, on, uh, on Wednesday against, you know, number one, Ohio state. And, you know, our team is, is starting to really come together, had a big win against SC. And, uh, so look forward to that. And, uh, and again, Michael, um, Michael is never anyone that you have to say speed up. There's, there's a couple <laughs> times yesterday, hey, uh, let's not take that corner quite as fast, but um, that's what that's what makes makes great coaches, and certainly certainly appreciate him. All right, well, we we would like to keep going, Mac. I, I sure do appreciate it. Uh, I want to ask you at some point about those CFP models. You know, we got to twelve, right? And now it's like, well, let's do fourteen or let's do sixteen. It's it's very interesting, and boy, you're in a lot of these meetings and all of that. So the next time we do this, let's dig in. Let's dig into that because wouldn't it be nice, Mac, to kind of see how 12 looks before we immediately try to go to 14 or 16? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll speak, you know, from my, you know, probably big 12 Baylor hat rather than my, yeah. my CFD hat. And, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, look, if it's if it's uh, 14, not a, not a significant change maybe, you know, you're going to add a couple – uh, potentially, you know, home games. Uh, I just, you know, I, I wonder just how TV partners, you know, which would, would feel about, about the 16, I think, you know, out, you know, um, you know, at least in, in our world, um, you know, the, the, the economy, it's, a it's, a you know, I, I think TV partners right now are being really, really careful. So we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. So, um, but uh, I'm certainly excited and, and honored to be part of it. So, and now we uh, we need our women's basketball team to get a to get a win on the road at Cincy. Let's get after it. It'll start at five o'clock. Mac, thank you for doing this. It's always fun. All right, appreciate you both. You take care. Okay, Mac Rhodes. There he goes.